Ladies, gentlemen, pirates, painters, and ping pong enthusiasts, I want to welcome you all once again to the Let It Bleed podcast. I am your host, the whimsical wizard of love, David Amaya. And to my right... Oh, of course, it is your verified voodoo vaquero, Phil Arroyo, abracadabra bitches. Well, you know, at the very top of the show, we want to go ahead and do the same thing that we do every show and let you all know how thankful we are for all of your support and for everybody listening. And one of the things that we really like to do and focus on with this show is to promote and encourage creativity in all forms and aspects. So if you are involved in anything that you want to let the word out for or if you know anybody who is involved in anything and it could be literally anything from the fact that you're a painter or that you're involved in some sort of charitable organization or that you are an actor and you've got a show going on any of those sort of things let us know at any one of our social media outlets like uh, let it bleed cast is for Facebook for for Instagram and for our email, just just let us know, and we'll go ahead and try to release it out there for you guys. And uh, yeah. Oh, I got one. I got what, one. Pick what, me. Pick what, me. What, what? Pick me. Oh, I got one. Okay. There's All right, a... Phil. What the fuck do you want? There is a techno pirate show. It's called the Family Feud. The Techno Pirates Family Feud, and it's actually a bunch of dope ass crews that are doing a show on June seventeenth at the Blacklight District Lounge in Long Beach. That is twenty five hundred ETH and. Eth, yeah, because I'm I'm Spanish now. Eth, Anaheim Street. Okay. Is it East? You mean? Yeah, I meant East. Okay. <laughs> okay. East okay. No, no, I I felt very Castellano. Okay, I was Good speaking the, I was speaking the King's Español. Yeah, but they look down on our kinds of Mexicans. So. Uh, you, uh, you know what? You're right. Fuck them. All right, no more lists. No more lists. Okay, but that is also going to be featuring our homies at Noise Revolt. Shout out to them. I know a lot of beautiful people over at Noise Revolt. We've got Wolfpack. We've got uh, Disco Aliens, we've got Bright People, and of course we've got the Rico Collective. So we are all banding together to throw on a dope-ass show that is in a couple weeks here, June 17th. I don't know when you listen to it, but make sure you go ahead and check us out there. I will be putting a link to that in the comment section or the uh, description of this podcast below. Right on, right on. Well, you know, I hope all of you guys... Uh, Tune into that and attend that as well because that's going to be really fun for for all of us. And that's just what we're all about here is promoting other people. Mm-hmm. Today we did we had just had a, a fucking awesome podcast. I'm I'm like on cloud nine right now, just in a super good mood about everything. I mean, just I, had so we're still both a little bit uh, yeah, on the tips of your side. So the, if we're slurring a little bit during this intro, uh, uh, apologies. Yeah. So he's basically giving you the apology for me. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I, we also went to the bar right after. The oh, show yeah. Too. We might have had a couple of extra drinks after the show. Anyways, good times. <laughs> Anyways, good times. I just got back from a week long uh, business vacation, if that makes sense. So, you know, I got paid to basically go on vacation in New Mexico, and I had the best time for myself. It was such a tranquil and uh, meaningful for trip for me, and, and I learned a lot, and I've experienced a lot. And I just got back in today. And we we ended up still coming in and recording this awesome podcast with this guy who I met last year or maybe a little bit earlier than last year at a festival. His name is Hunter Morley. 
Oh my god, I, I was just cool really stoked dude, on the wisdom and the experience that this guy has had at such a young age too. He's only 23 years old, but this guy is is right up there with us in terms of just understanding and knowing anything. And and like obviously he's his experiences are his own, so I'm not even trying to compare. But like when he went to, he was telling us all about his his trips to Bangkok and Cambodia. And all of these different places, and it just resonated with us so hard because we have those experiences ourselves in different places. But he is a is a truly genuine person that has a lot to share with you guys. Some great stories, and just like always, we go off on tangents. So hopefully, you guys can deal with that because we just keep going off and off. But you know, it's all real, and it's not adulterated. It's not. Uh, scripted in any way this guy oh it was very adult rated this episode oh well no adult rated not adulterated (laughs) (laughs) sorry there's there's two there's there's different things some adultery was committed in the making adultery yeah yeah sure 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 yeah so animals were harmed i'm just saying go follow the instagram page to get more of a visual (laughs) description of what some of the stories that uh for some of the stories that he was telling you can get some visual descriptions on our instagram page that was beautiful anyways I really hope that all of you guys can take away from this episode something to the extent of what we took away from it, you know, and and really just understand the importance of getting out there and traveling and taking a risk on things and getting out there and just learning from your mistakes or, you know, maybe just being lucky diving into the abyss you know exactly somebody who just who just had no idea what was going on he just just took a leap yeah. and he's still fucking here right and now he's a motherfucking pirate i gotta respect that he is you a motherfucking know, pirate listen to the rest of the episode you will yeah. understand what that means and i can't wait for future episodes where we have him back on the show to kind of give us progress reports of what's going on with him so as always, uh, thank you for listening and let it bleed. Yes, yes. Well, you know, before before we sign off, of course, let me just uh, remind you one more time. Make sure to follow us at Let It Bleed Cast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Dave, how can we find you? As always, I just encourage you to go to my Instagram page because that's the only thing worth really going to, and that's Hood Rat Stuff with three Fs. That's my handle. Right on, brother. Right on. Now, my Instagram is going to be at NobodyCaresPhil, and also I'm launching a website very soon at NobodyCaresPhil.com where you can uh, you know, keep up to date with everything that the fuck I'm doing. And then uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, that's my other most active social media there. That's at uh, PhilNobodyCares. i got to reverse that because somebody stole my fucking name. Uh-oh. And then, of course, if you want to find me and uh, you want to fuck around, play some video games throughout the week, you know, usually Tuesdays and Thursdays around 7 o'clock, I've been doing it, it is at PJ Pantsfire, and of course we've got I've got E3 coming up this next week I'll be out there, so uh, you know, if anybody happens to be out there, make sure you uh, stop by my booth and uh, say what's up go ahead, tweet at me, alright uh, that that's it for say us. Say what's right? up and heckle him. Yeah, of course, of course, heckle me. And the of course, if you guys is vital, if you guys want to follow our new friend Hunter Morley on Instagram, that is at lil l i l underscore sleazy s l e a z y. He's a dope ass dude, and I highly and encourage he's not you guys very to do sleazy, so. By the way, <laughs> he ain't that sleazy. He's he ain't not that sleazy. that sleazy. But he is a he is a future pirate, so I'm sure he's about to earn that name. That's the fuck I'm talking about. Absolutely. All right, you ready to hit the shit? We're ready to hit the shit. Let Let's it bleed, do y'all. it. Let it bleed.
it's yeah. a good beer that I got. It's like, what's the beer that you like? Oh, but then again, you drink the Hurricanes too now, so. Yeah, well, you know, I just try to get a sponsorship, okay? You don't have to be like, you know, the kind of underdogs there, the lesser known ones. But yeah, totally right. And I God. would settle for like. After drinking that, I was just like, so. Hurricanes. Yeah, they're not. It's it's a category five, but they're beer. It's like malt liquor. Okay. Oh so. yeah. It's just a steel reserve knockoff. Yeah, it, but that it just felt like I was. It felt like they sprinkled dirt in the beer a little bit. The dirt adds texture. The okay. dirt adds texture. It adds oh yeah flavor. It's <laughs> age. Oh. That's what I'm saying, man. It's worth it. Um, oh. Yeah. What's up? Oh uh, yeah, please. And we're good. I didn't. I was like watching. Dude, I was on them actually like, oh god, maybe six months ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait. No shit. What the fuck? Limp Biscuit was playing right over there. Yeah, it was just a bunch of like OC moms. Down, man. Well, no, it's because this hot girl that I followed on like Instagram. I was like following her story and I saw she was getting down to art and she was getting down to like some like hardcore like Limp Biscuit. And I was like, whoa, I haven't heard or like listened to anybody like listen to that in such a long time. Damn. Yeah. I, I, dude, this is straight revival, man. I swear, with like everybody talking about Smash Mouth and Limp Bizkit again, like we're just we're doing the nineties over. So much Smash Mouth on my like, Spotify <laughs> Discovery playlist. Oh fuck yeah! Smash Mouth is so just kind good. of the universal like uh, tro- a joke though, like that everybody's like going off of right now. I don't know what it is like, but yeah, the Fred Durst thing is. I recently discovered the Smash Mouth Twitter account, and they're just like talking about regular oh, yeah, shit, like. Like commenting on you. the news and shit like that for the day. And go ahead and just like yeah, talk into yeah. there when you can. Definitely. Perfect. Uh, Mike. Oh yeah. So anyways. I mean, I'll do it. What the fuck? Is that? <laughs> oh, there we go. So you just got back like two weeks ago. Yeah. Right. Two yeah. Weeks now. Been on a journey. It feels like. And how long were you gone? Um, I was gone. So I left the end of January. Yeah, get a little bit closer to that. Left the end of January, yeah. so it was. Um, Damn, that's a long time. About five months. Damn. Damn. Yeah. So where'd you go? I spent a lot of time in India, about a month and a half, two months in India. Then from there, cruised over to Thailand, overstayed my visa there, and then hopped on a bus. As one does. Yeah, it nice. was way too easy, man. I was oh, three shit. days over, and I was like, I need to get out of here asap. So got that on a real, bus. got that real eat, pray, love tour going on. <laughs> yeah, respect that, man. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just knew you were there because I followed you on, you know, Instagram and stuff. But I, what, I have no idea what made you want to go out there in the first place. Like, what I, was the whole reason behind it? There was so it actually kind of all circled back to Burning Man. Um, okay, as it always does. It <laughs> always does, like, man. Everything <laughs> full circle. So. Uh, this year it's my first burn, you know. I was really excited about it, mm-hmm. and met a bunch of crazy new people, and I just got really any festival, you know, you get really close with people, and all these kids were just traveling full time. Like, that's yeah. just what they were doing. They're like, "Yeah, I've been traveling for like three years," and I'm like, "What? How is that possible?" Yeah, right. <laughs> Where are they from? From America, from here, from California. Okay. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like you don't see it here in America. We're like brought up to, I guess, just think, especially here in like Southern California. That you want to, you know, go to school, get a job, and then maybe right. travel and go on vacation later in life, you know? Right. And it's like the rest of the world is just traveling full time from yeah. the ages of like 17 to 25, 30. You'll You're see an Australian dumb. and like, Australians are like the, the world's ambassadors. They're every fucking where, man. Canadians. Yeah. 
everywhere. Yeah. Germans. Is it Germans? Yeah. 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 Germans. Yeah. Got some. Traveling, got some German friends. Traveling full time. Like, how does that even? How does that work? You know, what do you guys? So what do you guys do? It's crazy, man. It's so cheap. Like, uh-huh. you don't realize. Like, when you go to Asia, like, it's you can live off five ten dollars a day if you really wanted to. You can really? work yeah. and stay at hostels. So a lot of people are just working at hostels, mm. and they're getting their pews paid for. They're getting their food paid for, and their sleep's covered. You know. So really, like, what else are you paying Yeah, for? you don't need anything more mm-hmm. than that. That's crazy, man. You're staying in paradise on, like, island beaches, doing whatever you want. You work five days a week, so eight-hour shifts. It's perfect. You're at Burning Man, and somebody's like, hey, I'm going to India. And no, you- so I'm at Burning Man. I feel man. like we got in a lot of that conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know a bunch of people that have been to Burning Man. They, they didn't all go to India for five months straight after. So uh, what happened here? So what happened here? Okay, so it was... This girl, Nikki, who I met at Burning Man, she became a really good friend of mine. And um, I remember after we all went up to Tahoe and she's like, yeah, I'm leaving India next week. And I just kind of looked at her and I was like, why? <laughs> Literally said, why? And um, six months later, I left my job and was on a flight to India. You know, it's really I'm- weird how things are, <laughs> it's such a small world. And I feel like in, in particular with you, like, so not to cut off the story, but that person you're talking about, I feel like I follow her on Instagram, and I feel like I followed her way before you, I, I ever knew that you knew her or anything. But I saw you in a photo with her, <laughs> like in India or something like that. I was like, "What the fuck?" Okay, that's. I mean, it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, she's like part of the, the culture and everything like that. So, but it was just kind of interesting because my other friend told me that he was like at the Angeles Crest Forest, right? And he was uh, he was driving with his buddy. And they were coming down the mountain and they saw hitchhikers, I think, or somebody's car broke down or something, and they ended up picking him up. Was it you? Did they pick you guys up? You and somebody else? Mm, when? Where was this? Because I, I said, I go, they, the way they described, they described this person, I'm like, was his chance, well, by chance, was his name Hunter? And they were, this was like a while ago. This was like mm. last year, before Burning Man and everything. And he was like, yeah, it was. It was Hunter. And... And I showed them your Instagram, and they're like, "Yeah, that's the guy. That was the guy. You weren't at the, ever in the Angeles forest and like got a ride from somebody because your car broke down or some shit." You want to know something crazy? That wasn't me, but I think I know who that is. Who, who that was? I think it was my friend Blake. Blake. I think I specifically, yeah, my friend Blake. He was uh, Blake Vanderworth. Oh, okay. Yeah, he. I guess kind of looks at me longer hair. Interesting. <clears throat> and I remember when he broke down. In the Angeles Forest? Yeah, well, the Now Angeles that's Forest. even trippier because it's such a, like, and now it's not you, but it's your fucking friend. That's I remember so hitchhiking. Weird. That's so interesting. But I was like, right away when he was describing, he was like, yeah, this guy was like really cool. He was like, he was like more just, more or less describing the personality and like the way that you, that you were or whatever. And I was just like, for some reason, it just kicked him, clicked into my head because I had met you at, you are here. And I re- recognized you randomly when I was like fucked up at Desert Hearts. I was like, hey, you went to, you are here, and, and you were like, yeah, and then, you know, like, we kicked it, and we talked, and I was like, and, and I was with my friend Amber, and she was like, wow, that guy's, like, really chill, and I was like, yeah, they, they're just, like, really, really good vibes, and so it kind of stuck with me, and when he was describing it, I was like, I, I don't know why, I was just like, is, was his name by chance Hunter? They're like, oh, I don't know, that kind of, maybe, it kind of sounds familiar, I don't know, and then I was like, well, is it this guy, and I showed them your picture, 
And they're like, yeah, 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 it was that guy. I think it was that guy, him and somebody else. <laughs> so then the fact that it's your friend is like so much more hilarious. You know, I mean, if it was like, yeah, that, I mean, it, there's, there's still a chance it couldn't be. But mm. there but, must just be a lot of traveling, like skinny Jason Momoa types out there. Well, you know? it's, that was no, a that compliment. <laughs> that was a, that was a badass compliment. Because <laughs> I mean, traveling it's just it's such a small knit world, and it's so weird because it's like anything that can happen will happen. You know, right? It's all it's just it's synchronicity. It just comes into play and like. It's insane, man. Like, it really blows my mind. Did you just say synchronicity? I like that. Synchronicity? Yeah. But you said synchronicity. I like that. I'm yeah, I, say, I mispronounce words. You know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it like that. I like that. You do all that, but you're traveling with like... I've been feeling that, though. The synchronicity <laughs> as of late, like, super hard, you know, because I just went to, you know, New Mexico for, for work, and it was such a last-minute thing. I had gotten super sick. And I had been wanting... I had been desperately needing to get away myself for, for some time, you know, reflect, because I've been working so much and then even when i get a few days off i go and party or go to these festivals and it seems like i'm still not getting any type of rest i'm just kind of like still over exhausting myself and i really have just needed this i've been like you know kind of meditating on it and just putting it out there in the universe i need to fucking chill and they sent me out to work and obviously like i'm working but it was like the easiest job ever and it's a and santa fe's pace of life is just so much slower so i'm really just chilling and getting to go around and reflect and and because i know the area it's always been one of those places that's just been like a, a retreat for me you know where i just go and spiritually just like relax and don't i don't have anything to do i just kind of sit there and just let little streams that go by like you know play songs in my head and shit and just kind of meditate and and obviously i came back with such a, a load off my shoulders and you know weight off my chest and kind of just more clarity and like more direction and inspiration from all of the art that was there. So I'm definitely feeling the, the synchronicity. I can only imagine like how it played out for you over the course of your, you know, three month trip. Yeah, I mean it was really insane. Like it was and this is my first time really stepping out of the United States and traveling. You know, I've been to Mexico a little bit. Okay. And um did a little stint in the Bahamas, but nothing like packing a bag and saying bye for six months, you know? Not so sure. were you yeah. scared at all? Like well, I almost didn't do it, you know? It was that girl, Nikki, who really talked me into it. It was her and her boyfriend at the time. I had just left my job, It was a, and I'd been working there for three years now, and I loved it, you know? I thought I had my whole life figured out. And then when that stopped, I was like, oh, shit, like, what am I going to do next, you know? Uh-huh. I remember FaceTiming her, and we're having this conversation, and she's like, why don't you just come out? And I'm like, ah, oh, I can't, you know? Like, that's, I just, I just left my job. Like, I don't have income. Like, I don't have money. And she's like, you just left your job. It's the perfect time to start traveling. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, you're right. So I bought a ticket. Two days later, I was on my way to India. Holy and shit! And then, oh wow, man! Like the just the experiences. It was just. It was so so so, what do you travel with when you travel like that? You know, do you just have like a just a, a backpack? You know, are you walking around like uh, like into the wild or what? Kind of, yeah. So I really didn't know what to bring. You know, I um I assumed I'd be buying clothes out there because I heard clothes in India were super cheap and mm-hmm. they were really cool and super cheap. They fell apart like crazy though. It was just like I pants that would last like a week you know you buy them for like a dollar and the next thing you know they're just rags oh really uh, which they're well, kind of cool I enjoy them you know biodegradable clothes just like I know that feeling I shop at H&M exactly mm. yeah. fast fashion <laughs> <laughs> but um I had no idea what to bring so I pretty much packed everything you know like I had a toiletry kit that was probably could have survived the zombie apocalypse <laughs> oh wow, nice i guess you gotta um, prepare for that did you right? already just so, drop off a lot of the things that you did bring though like did you just lighten your load along the way oh yeah my bag was about 15 pounds lighter coming back mm-hmm. 
I got about a jacket that I didn't wear the whole time. Finally, somewhere in Cambodia, I was like, yeah, I'm dumping this. The next day it rained. Yeah. I think, well, and I think everybody kind of learns that from their first time of traveling because, like, it was – it. When I went to Europe for a month, you know, it was a very similar thing. I mean, we had planned it and everything. I didn't do it within, you know, just in a couple of days or anything. But I really had no idea what to expect. And I took a set, like, 65-liter backpack, way too big. That, like, I would never take anything that big anymore. But I had filled it to the brim with, like, different shoes and different clothes and books okay, and shit. Nice. And then, See, Europe is so much different, though. I mean, I feel like Europe, you got to prepare for the weather, for one. Well, in, in a sense, in the summertime, it was it's it's pretty much, you know, even though the climate is different in different uh, countries, it's still warm enough, you know. Mm-hmm. And but, but the bottom line was that, like, if you're going from place to place to place, you really don't need all those clothes. You could just wash your fucking clothes and wear, like, the same three pairs of clothes the whole time you and be fine. Yeah. yeah, you really don't. But, like, for you over there, like, I'm sure that you were just like, dude, what the fuck did I need, like, these socks for? <laughs> you know, like, it's actually, I was talking to someone about it when I was out there, and, um... It got to the point like I'm pretty sure I could have done that entire trip out of a Jan Sport bag. Yeah. Yeah. It oh, was just awesome. Two pairs of shorts, two shirts, right? A toothbrush, a towel, maybe. Like right. that's it, you know. Like you really didn't need too much. I mean, what was the weather like? Oh, it was beautiful. It was hot, but I mean, I love I love hot weather. You know, like I'm born and raised in Southern California. Like I thrive off the heat. You're a beach guy. Yeah. So it was it was Celsius, which always kind of threw me off. <laughs> but um. I'd say around <laughs> 120. Wow. It's what they, they it's what they said it was. So it was like 55 degrees Celsius some days. 120? Is, but okay. Let's talk about this. 120. That is fucking <laughs> out of mind. What? That's what? what yeah, that's what they say it was, okay? It didn't feel 120. No. It felt okay. like it was 85, 90, but super humid. So it was hot. Don't get me wrong. Like right. during the day, you don't want to be doing anything. Oh, so it, it's only so it's only like super hot, and also there's like a blanket constantly covering. Your oh chest yeah, it's and like super nice. Okay, well that's fine, man. Kind of just swimming around the air, you know? <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ, man. Got fish flying by. And Shit. so, did you just spend your days by the beaches mostly, or you kind of just go like yeah, what? It? Like what was the normal day like there? Like, oh, it was different all the time. Okay. I mean, it depends on where I was, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So we'll start off in India. India. I just I had never had Indian food before I went to India. I was really nervous about it because I was I'm trying new palates you know I'm right just, I was a really picky eater growing up mm-hmm. and uh, I love Indian food <laughs> nice like all I did pretty much in India was eat like I think <laughs> like, it was at least 95% of it I mean there's like a huge smoking culture there so you literally just sit at cafes and restaurants and you go to bars that aren't even really bars they're more like venues that are set up with like live performances uh-huh. mm-hmm. and then really really good food and you're drinking tea and just going non-stop so I must have been eating like five or six meals a day there it was just ridiculous I'm the only person who's ever gone to India and gained 15 pounds you gained <laughs> yeah. 15 pounds dude I, I... Lost, I lost it coming through Thailand oh wow but when I left India I was pretty warm yeah, did, did you drink the water is that why I did drink Shit, I brushed my teeth with the water <laughs> I was like trying to get myself used to it because I'm like oh, I might live here one day you know might as well start Getting that bacteria now, but um, I didn't get too sick. That's probably not the motion you want to be doing when you're describing your trip through uh, Thailand. I know that was brushing teeth, but you're just like, yeah, they, they've got another reputation too. So, <laughs> I was lady boy uh, reputation uh, in Thailand. That is true. Yeah, like it's crazy. I mean, walking around there, it's it's so normalized, which is cool. You know, I'm like, I'm all for that. Oh yeah, no, I got Absolutely. no problem with it. But like, what's some of the craziest shit that you saw on your travels out there? Well, my first know? day in Bangkok, I got dragged to a, my first day in Bangkok, I got dragged to a ping pong show. A, a ping pong? Yeah, yeah, oh, wait, like, like a ping, like, like, a, like straight out of the... Well, it wasn't just that. So it's Whoa. like, yeah, I met this Canadian dude and this German dude, and they're like, yeah, we're going to go for dinner. And I was like, all right, whatever, dinner. 
Went and had Mexican food. It was the worst Mexican food I've ever had. In my life. <laughs> it was so bad. Did they put ketchup as their salsa? <laughs> That's what I, I had something like that in London. It was like the, the chips and salsa, oh, and yeah. it was ketchup. It was straight up the oh, grossest fucking bad. thing I, ever. I had the worst food of my life in London as well. Yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. okay, so sorry. Note to self: no Mexican food in London. Yeah, Fuck that. Yeah. No. Nope. Don't eat food in London. Yeah, you know, yeah, fish and chips, own, maybe. That's it. Or actually, no, they actually they do have really good Indian food in London because there's a big Indian population. Curry is the national food of England. Mm. Did you know that? I did not know that. I don't know why. I just know over there in the Shoreditch area, like, you know, it kind of like Banksy, like, got his start. Mm-hmm. Into, like, that area is full of, like, really, really good Indian food. Because some guy took us there and showed I me. I think because of, like, the East Indian Trading Co. Right. He's bringing all the spices and the curries and all the um, flavors yeah. over. Well, I mean, the population of Indian people there is, is, is ridiculous. Oh, it's, yeah. like, it's so yeah, huge. It's like, it, it really, like, you know, you think you go to London and you just see, you think you see nothing but, like, white people, but you see a, a fairly, like, mixed amount of, it, it's pretty, like, almost equal between the you know Indian people or mm. uh, the white people or even black people. There's a lot of black people out there too. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. That's interesting. You wouldn't even. I mean, I've never been to England, but hmm. yeah, and it's, it's expensive as fuck shows. too. Yeah. But anyways, what's not as expensive as fuck is is where you're going, and that's where I want to go because I do remember back to what we were saying, how you lost weight. Like mm. I, I see, keep thinking, like how the fuck? I'm just too lazy to go to the gym over here. I fucking hate working out. I can't stand it. I just eat like the worst shit ever, and I'm past. 25 now so my metabolism is fucked compared to what it used to be mm-hmm. what do i do to lose weight well i do remember when i was traveling i just even though i ate a lot i lost i was the skinniest that i have ever been when i got back from europe because you're on the go constantly Constant and you're stressed movement. you're yeah. like thinking shit am i gonna miss my plane mm-hmm. or tape my worm. train or what you're just constantly going tapeworm yeah. <laughs> i'm <laughs> still sure i have a tapeworm like i think that's what it is at this point i'm like i should go to the doctor maybe get on some antibiotics i'm not uh I, I'll fucking, take a tapeworm. You gotta, you, a, <laughs> you gotta keep a souvenir from your travels, man. Oh, I've got some, man. I've got some. It's like I came back. So I just, it was miraculous. Like, I didn't have a single infection the whole time I was out there. And I had been fire. I was getting burns all over the place. That's I cool. refused to wear shoes after, Shit. like, after India, I stopped wearing shoes. I saw that place you went to. What country was it in where it was, like, all, it was all the people doing, like, crazy, like, circus stuff and, like, uh, you know, like, just poi and, like, everything oh, like which that. which one are you talking about? I, I um, saw one where, like, you were doing a video going through and it was just oh, like. Okay. So that was actually in Pai. So that was northern Thailand. Um, okay. That was, it was actually a hostel called the Circus. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good group of people. Lots of performers. Everyone kind of got together around sunset. Just started. Well, all of Asia, though, man. Everywhere you go, it's people are doing performances. Really? Yeah, like my favorite town I went to on the whole trip was this place called Arambal, which uh-huh. was in India. I spent the most time there, and it was beautiful, man. It was just a vortex. Like Everybody there was either musically inclined, doing something like that, always jamming, always hanging out, or doing arts, painting. Like Everybody just had something going on, you know? Like, mm-hmm. At sunset every day, the whole town goes down to the beach and they have like a big drum circle, bonfire, everyone starts juggling, whatever, you know? Every day? Every day. That's Every awesome. single day. Yeah. Have you and gone to the, the Laguna, the drum circle out here? Yeah, actually. Yeah? I went uh, for the first time right before I left on my trip. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I only went once, but I was actually quite blown away like at how big it was and how, it was like, how many... It was, yeah. yeah, it was awesome. And it was like, it, it was definitely far away like I mean when we parked you can't even like tell like that it's going mm-hmm. on until you get close enough to it and I thought that was awesome like how, how many people go out there um, I wish we kind of had more of that like all the time like yeah, you're saying with these, these people mm-hmm. it's over. weird it's, like a small, it's almost like a little festival down there though like mm-hmm. I see all these little kids coming around they got their glow sticks going and I'm like hmm 
<laughs> like, where, what, where can I get what you got? You know. Well, I remember the first five minutes I walked up, right? So I'm sitting there, and um, this dude gawks up to me, and he starts, he's like, hey, you want to buy some DMT? And I just look at him, and I'm like, you're like a cop. He wasn't a cop, and he just starts laughing, and we're going back and forth. And this like, is where? This is in Laguna. Oh, oh in Laguna. <laughs> At the drum circle, yeah. Like, oh, they do it on, that, like, on okay, that tower. Mm-hmm. Okay. On that tower, yeah. they're just up there doing DMT. When I was there, I was because you I mean you could smell that shit. It's not oh, a yeah. pleasant smell at all. It smells like yeah, bad breath. You know? Tire fire. Yeah, it's, yeah, it smells like butt foot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah. butt foot. But no, yeah, so I was there. Went over butt foot. And they're just up there, just doing it the whole time on the little lifeguard tower, and I'm like that's pretty fucking rad. <laughs> it's something, man. Yeah. I mean, but anyways, back to the ping pong show that oh, we were so talking like, about. Yeah, okay. We, we kind of got away No, I was not allowed to let you guys just gloss over that. That was like, I, I, I have notes here. And ping you, pong show was at the very top and circled twice. Right. So you what, s- what the? F- like, that was one of those things that I thought was fake, you know? Like, fucking donkey punches in. Yeah. Uh, well, the donkey and, show down in, you know, you've been to Mexico, so is it, was it like equivalent and shock factor? I didn't have you also show. seen a donkey show? I, I have not seen a donkey I've never been to one because they, they try to get me to go to one. I've mm-hmm. only been to Mexico like that I, I was in Mexico for a cruise with my family one time, but like before then, the only other time was when I was 19 for my birthday. Mm-hmm. We went kind of into Tijuana, and we went a little deep in there, and like we went to some random sketchy ass strip club, and these guys. It was just like sketchy because there was only like one other guy getting like a dance, and then like me, my girlfriend, and another couple that came with us, and we we're young, you know, and we we're like drunk already, and there's just all these dudes, and it was like a dark like below like in like a basement type of fucking thing and they were asking if we want to do like they were just really pushy about it like if we want to do the donkey show and we we're just i was just sketched out Wait. like no we got to get, gotta get the fuck out of here oh, i don't want to yeah. i don't want to see no donkey show you know that doesn't <laughs> even sound appealing like i don't no, want to see no, no. like Wait, i don't even know like, exactly what it is but i i, I, know, I have an idea what it is they wanted I, to do a donkey show for four people Oh, yeah, I feel it. like there should be a minimum for donkey shows. Like, if you're going to go ahead and do that, like, you at least want an audience of, like, ten, right? I don't Otherwise, know, that, that man. That does not sound worth I it. I don't. That's why I was, I mean, that's not why. I just was sketched out because I was like, I really just don't want to see anything get fucked by a donkey in the first place. <laughs> so, I mean, that's what it is, right? Like, well, it's a girl getting yeah. fucked by a donkey. Yeah, see, I, don't, I know that, like, Clerks, even when Clerks, uh, the new one uh, started to show, I didn't want, like, I just, nope. Not gonna watch this. Like I just, right. I don't know something about it. Like well, it's they just don't been, show. Like, they don't show it, of course, obviously. But like movie. just the Jesus whole Christ. like, I was like, no. Plus, Clerks, it, it wasn't that good. That the, the, this Clerks too. I liked it. I, liked I wasn't. I it was wasn't. Never, really big yeah, on it. it was too. Yeah. yeah, Clerks too. I wasn't. I wasn't so big on it. The first one was good, but I haven't seen either. I haven't heard of them. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Kevin Smith. Clerks, Clerks uh, is a fucking classic. You yeah. know? Clerks, the first one definitely is is a classic for sure. The second one, I was like, yeah, it's it's all right. Sorry, Kevin Smith. I like Kevin Smith a lot, but... Oh, it's okay. No, no, no. I, he, Kevin Smith has got at least one fan that's hosting this podcast. I fucking love that movie. So, <laughs> gotta check it out. All right, so yeah. ping pong show, right? So we're eating Mexican food, the worst Mexican food I've ever had in my life. And then I go outside... <laughs> I can't I'm, think of a better way to get ready for a ping pong show. Yeah, exactly. Saying. So I go outside, I'm smoking a cigarette. And uh, the two guys are inside. They're, next thing I know, I turn around, and they're just following this Asian dude somewhere. I'm like, oh, better follow them. You know, they're my new friends. <laughs> okay. And, um... Down this alley, up into this like stairwell, into this just dark room. We're sitting there, and he's like, "Oh, ping pong show." I'm like, "Oh, we're doing we're doing this. This is happening." Because you know, I've heard of ping pong shows. You know, Thailand. I saw The Hangover too. You know, it's a real <laughs> kind of knew what I was getting into, but was like, "All right, whatever." You know, I'll try it. I'm here. Um, holy shit, man! The things these girls do. So there, there's about ten different girls on stage. We walk into this room. There's, I mean, a good amount of people. Maybe like 20, 30 people. Different little groups. Uh huh. You tell all young guys, girls, 
And um, where did they start, man? So this one girl is just, she, I think I walk in, right? And there's this girl, I couldn't even like explain what she was doing. Like I would like to like show you, but no Wait, camera, you know. You know what? You know it's what? not here dark enough in here. We need to make it darker. No. <laughs> and why is it always gonna be a dark room? Why can't they put fucking I, lights in right? there? Like right. it should. I feel like I feel like Japan would have like a crazy ping pong show because there'd be like robots and lights and I shit feel like going on. This off. is maybe one of those times where you know it is appropriate to bring in Instagram at this point. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah, Time. Yeah, okay, oh so god. So well, then I need a beer. Yeah, you go. You can get a beer too. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and film. And uh, yeah, so if you're listening to this and yeah, you're right? not following us on Instagram, go ahead and do that now because uh, yeah, you ready? You ready? So this girl's got a sharpie. Shoved okay, up we got a minute. Okay. Let's go. Shoved up, going like this, doing the motions with a sharpie. With a sharpie in her vagina. Okay. And oh, writes, okay. Welcome to Bangkok in perfect hand. Wait. She Hang writes "Welcome to Bangkok" with the fucking thing like that. Yeah, I wish I could. Is do impressive. It. it really was. That I is mean, impressive. But that's just the beginning of it. So okay. we walk in and that's what we see, right? The next thing we got going on is this. If girl you is, could physically act these out, physically that act would these be appreciated. So girl, okay. bent over. All right. Uh huh. <laughs> bent over, smokes an entire cigarette out of her vagina. Yeah. Wait, what? Entire cigarette just pops out, starts blowing rings, the whole shabam. It's oh. Crazier, okay. I, I feel like that's actually easier. It might be. I feel like it might be, yeah. but I'm not a girl, so I don't know. The next girl is laying down like this, uh-huh. all right, and shooting darts out oh, of the vagina of a balloons. Whoa! Right? And I'm worried about this. Is that even physically possible? It, I have no wow. idea how she was doing it, but she was doing it. Wow. So that. Uh, Good she's time. shooting the giant. Right. Yeah. Uh, right. What else? We got the girl. That, that. Uh, this okay. is the one that made me leave, right? So this one girl. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, this, yeah, this is where I drew the line. There, well, there was two. <laughs> so I don't, you guys probably don't know this about me. The listeners probably don't know this about me, but I hate bananas. Whoa, oh, wow. All things in my entire life. Like, I just, I've grown up with a hatred towards the yellow fruit. Wow. Loved lemons, hate bananas. What, um, what, why, if you don't mind me asking. I couldn't tell you. Like, I don't know what it the is. the texture or something? It's all of it. It's all the texture, of it. the smell, the shape. It's just bananas drive me insane. They drive they just, you bananas. They drive me bananas. There you go. <laughs> wow. So this girl, right, <clears throat> comes up, has like a water bottle, like squeezes it into her vagina. So it's just like pulling up and then sprays it over the entire crowd. Whoa! So one, I'm soaking wet. Oh, like, oh, you got in the fucking Gallagher splash. Oh, Gallagher splash. Oh, I was no. like, didn't get a little plastic cover. It really should have given us some ponchos. Like it should have been like Sea yeah. World. You're wearing like a striped shirt too, with like the fucking video. I'm like totally getting a Gallagher <laughs> yeah. image right now. Like, hey, get out! Of oh man. Oh, the sledge. Oh man. Okay. Uh, so it starts Go with that, on. and I'm like, all right, I'm on my way out. And then they do the ping pong show. So we're like, oh, okay, we should actually stay for this part. They start handing out ping pong paddles. Girl starts shooting out the balls. I mean, it's a lot of balls going really quick. So she must have shoved like 15, 20 in there, and she's just rapid firing at us. That's uh, like a fucking like uh, a paintball gun. It reminds me of a Winona Ryder in South Park. That but episode. with like <laughs> sticky, wet ping pong balls. Oh. Okay. And at this point, like I just, it's dark in there, and I'm having a hard time hitting these balls. So they're all just hitting me. <laughs> like I'm getting them in the face. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You're, you're supposed to be serving these balls again. <laughs> Right, they're th- shooting them, and I'm supposed to be serving them back. Oh, I didn't know this you know? is like active audience participation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh my Absolutely. god! Okay. And um, I'm not hitting a single one, so I'm like, okay. yeah, just out cold. So okay? it's not, it's not like Forrest Gump or anything. It's you not like Forrest. Yeah, I'm yeah, not you're just getting worked by these guys who aren't even using their hands. Wow. Right. So she goes around the room, does the whole ping pong show with everyone, and then she brings out the bananas. Mm, so shoves. I, I just, I, 
you're you're setting this up. You're, you're a great storyteller, but just I'm already so uncomfortable with. Uh, you <laughs> should be because oh, I'm just like, pulling out of my skin <laughs> oh, right no. now. Like, uh. For continue, continue. So I mean, I get it. Banana is sexual, whatever. You know, she undoes it, deep throats it, puts it back out. I'm like, oh, okay, good. That's all she's doing. Simple enough. Shoves it in her vagina and just shoots it right at me. Hits me like square in the chest. Oh no! I'm done. I'm livid. I like get up. I don't even pay Shut for my drinks and I just like leave. And the next thing I know, I got like two. Like Asian bouncers, Thai bouncers, following me down the street, like, oh, you need to pay, you need to pay. And I'm like, oh, fuck, sorry, I forgot to pay. Trying to charge me like 2,000 baht, which is like 60 bucks for one drink. I'm like, oh, no, no, I have like 300 baht on me because I'm poor. They're trying to, why were they trying to, uh, just like being dicks? Yeah, well, they just, it's a whole scam thing. You know, they'll say, hey, you know, one drink, 100 baht, come in, watch the show. So it's like Mexico, but in Asia. It's Mm -hmm. okay. It's literally Mexico and Asia, you know? Wow. all the shitty shops, and then they've got the guys outside hustling, like, oh, bing-bong show, come on, come on. Right. Yeah, except with tuk-tuk drivers, too. And this is in Bangkok. This is in Bangkok, yeah. Wow. Yeah, one night in Bangkok, <laughs> Bangkok makes the hard man humble, as they say. It's true, man. Wow. After 10 hours in Bangkok, I was ready to leave. Right. Like, I didn't like Bangkok till the third time I went there. It was just uh, a horrible place. That's kind of how I felt, you know, and I, I need to go back, but like Amsterdam, you I, know, I has all the hype. I will say, though, that that was a 2,000 baht story. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> definitely a 2,000 baht story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you got your money worth. Nice. Yeah. That's so what, what do they do when you don't have that? You didn't get know. chicken down? They didn't make you do like the late night show or anything? I only paid them 300 baht. That's all oh, okay. I had on me. Just got away with it. Yeah, okay. so I pretty much just got away with it. They were pretty cool about it. And I mean, the reality is, they only told me I, I was only supposed to owe them 100 baht. But um, I was really nervous. The thing like, is, though, that they didn't understand that you really just loathe fucking bananas yeah, and I that was, you had to get out of there. Yeah. They, they probably just thought you were just being a fucking punk ass kid that was trying to skip out on your thing. But you, you, you should have told them this whole story that you told us. And they're like, we don't care. <laughs> no, I never even thought of it like that. You're right. They probably just thought, it, like, I was just on my way out. Like, I looked I mean, sick, because it, it is a, it's a unique, a unique situation. Like, you really fucking hate bananas. Like, yeah. You know? And, I imagine it's got to happen often. Like, when she sprays the water on everyone. Like, there's a lot of girls that go see those shows, too, and, like, not that I'm saying girls have a weaker stomach or guys have a but it was gross. Well, I think a lot of people don't want to, like, get fucking grossed out or they want to be able to hang when it comes to, like, going there and doing that stuff. Well, a lot of people just don't want, like, 50-year-old Bangkok stripper vagina juice sprayed all over them. Dude, so, okay, so that's... that's I think that's the that, That's what I was going to say about, like, Amsterdam that kind of, like, grossed me out the first time I went because... I was like going through the daytime in Amsterdam. You know, Amsterdam's obviously supposed to be this place that's like, it's a destination where like you go party and let loose. But I was by myself and I actually was traveling with two girls at the time before, this is before I had left them. But like they were back at the hotel and I was doing my own thing, trying to kind of get as much out there like as I could, you know, before, Mm. uh, you know, I had to meet back up with these girls. And I got suckered into certain bars where like there was like a cover. And then you go in there and you see that there were like these super old, uglier, like not attractive strippers that were just like dancing on the bar. And then you, I ordered like a Jack and Coke and it was like, nope, they only have Jack and Pepsi. And then I was like, okay, fine. Whatever. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. The Jack and Pe- Oh, the, that, yeah. that's just a fuck you. You know, and I like Pepsi. I've heard of them not having Jack. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Right, like a right. different whiskey, but not having what? Coke. Right. And exactly. And I'm <laughs> And I only obviously picked Jack and Coke because, like, I, I this was I was younger too, and I was just like, whatever. I, I, I'll take whatever. Jack and Coke was like the first drink that popped in my mind. But they're like, we have Jack and Pepsi, and then it ends up being, uh, like, I forget however many. Years, it ended up being like twenty something bucks 
for just this one fucking drink. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> so then I'm like, and then like the old strippers like right in front of me, just like, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, this tip, these tips for me. Like, and I'm like, yeah, sure. Take it. And it was like a five, like it was just, it was just really uncomfortable and gross. And then just I walked out of there and left that, and I was just like walking around like, like, yeah. See, and I've had that experience every time I've ever gone to a strip club, mm-hmm. like anywhere, whether it's Mexico, even in America. Right. Thailand. Like, what Cambodia. am I doing? Why? I'm just like, it always sounds so good. You're like, oh, yeah, strip club, the boys, you know. Yeah. Get some drinks, get some dollars. Uh-huh. And then you get there and you're like, why the fuck am I here? Why am I here? <laughs> why am I wasting <laughs> my I money to get teased? anywhere else. Yeah, like, I could go, like, I could go get teased from some random girl for free. I could go to com. There you go. For free. No, you're not wrong. I mean... But I, I do know. want to go back. I want to go but, back with people, with guys that like you know we could enjoy it and have fun, like the camaraderie. I was just by yeah, myself, and I was have just, a bad time. I was feeling really grimy. Yeah, probably. You know, like I don't. I mean, I, I, I did kind of cruise around with the girls at night, and I noticed how it got a lot better. Like it got more full, and there was like a more you know, the 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 better talent, I guess, if you will, comes out at night. Like That's true. Spots, I mean, I you know, expect that too. And Amsterdam know? though is one of those places of course, though the where are doing like, the like heads, you yeah. can literally. If you're into any type of thing, like old, fat, hot, skinny, blonde, big boobs, fake boobs, small boobs, anything you want, mm-hmm. it's all there. Yeah, like they, they, they well, really right? like have every it all. bar is like a different theme. So you're walking through the Salem district, and it's just like it's the weirdest thing too, because it's it's like a family market. <laughs> so they have like a night market every night, and there's just like kids running around and like all these tourists, and then on the far sides of each market are just sex clubs. Yeah. For like, <laughs> like oh, I don't even know, like kilometers, two kilometers? So what is that, like a mile almost? Yeah. Uh, yeah Doesn't it amaze you though how many people like really like pay to go watch people have sex I like in person? I don't get that. I was I like, mean, I really don't. Why? Do, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it either. I don't really get strip clubs though. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you, I, I'm, I'm, I've only been to like Well, strip clubs are a little bit life, more like, like I guess they're a little bit more like just, it's, it's I don't know, what's the word? Uh, just, just, it just passes the time. It's a place where you can go with a bunch of people, get drunk, and then act stupid and, yeah, and look. Don't at they people. charge you like twenty bucks? Is for it a fucking because drink? There I too, feel I mean, like that feels like a bad place to pass the time. You know? But like, yeah. but but I feel like it's so much more focused when people are like sitting there, like they're not they're not there to drink. They're not there to like they're sitting there watching these people fuck, mm-hmm. and that's weird to me. It's really weird. Like I mean, I watch it so on. This, I watch porn, but it's yeah. still like this is a different type of club where people are straight up fucking. No, there's shows. Yeah, they they, like they have shows where you go pay to watch people on a stage fuck each other. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a big thing. Like it's it's a very. I mean, I feel thing. like I've, I've heard of that, but that's a big thing. That's a it's a very very standard normal thing in like in the red light district. Is a huge thing. Yeah. I mean, even. I mean, a lot of people, I'm not really that into it specifically, but I remember that night at Desert Hearts that we were talking about earlier, I remember I met this girl, and um, we were kind of hitting it off, you know? And um, I realized she had a boyfriend, and her boyfriend was just, I mean, super gay. Like, was wearing rainbow booty shorts, but he wasn't. Like, he wasn't gay, and it was just, like, this weird thing, and then all of a sudden, they kind of, like, straight up asked me. Like, he was like, hey, do you want to have sex with my girlfriend? And I was like, kind of. He's like, kind of watching. I was like, I gotta think about this one. Yeah, it's, yeah, dude. I, I've never, I've luckily never been in that situation, but I've had friends tell me about it, and it just seems so fucking awkward. I've, I've been in that situation. I did turn it down. Yeah, but it yeah, was like, it well. it's like a yeah, Paul Rudd from, was, uh, 
Wanderlust? No, 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 no. Have you seen the Our Idiot Brother? Yes. When like he goes to like try to hook up with him, and then the dude starts to make out with him, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I can't do this." And he feels super <laughs> bad. He's like, "I can't do this. Like, I'm so sorry." Like he was so upset that he hurt the guy's feelings, but like he just couldn't do it. Like <laughs> they try to get him to have sex with him, but like he's like, "I, I, I just yeah. can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ow, ow." But it's just funny because he, you know, he felt bad. But that's probably how yeah, I would no, feel. It's, it's like, dude, I'm not trying to offend you, but like, I'm just not into dudes. Oh, I didn't know how I was going to react <laughs> until I was actually in that situation. I was like, what? Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, what? Okay, yeah. so this is your, and then you. Same. Okay. I had no so idea. Like, I, I just... was cool with them. I talked with them, and then we ended up exchanging numbers, and that was a really bad idea because uh, she didn't stop. Or no, they both didn't stop texting me for like five days. Yeah, <laughs> I hear I it like, more with oh, girls. I know a yeah, lot of yeah. girls who get that kind of offer all the time. Oh yeah, no, that but, makes sense. I would never expect that to happen to fucking me. You know? Yeah. yeah. But so the guy wasn't gay. Well, but... okay. So. He was, I just, I don't know, it was so confusing. He was just down for whatever. Yeah, well, like, one of my other friends ended up getting his number, and they ended up hooking up, and he was gay. So they ended up hooking up, so he was gay. So he yeah. was with okay. this girl. I don't know, man. You know how that well, is. Well, yeah, he's bi. He's, he's, he's bi. Yeah, Sexuality yeah. is fluid. The Kinsey yeah, scale and whatnot. Right. Really, they say pretty much everybody is not 100% gay or oh, that's 100% true. straight. Yeah, you know? definitely. I totally get that. But, um... Yeah, you know, doesn't always mean that doesn't mean I'm fucking down. You know, that's yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm like, yeah. Uh. But I really thought about it. I was like, well, maybe. And then I was like, uh, maybe not. Yeah, I remember just teetering back and forth on it all night. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, where are we gonna have sex that they're gonna watch, like in a tent? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and that's already a kind of a gross factor in itself, like oh, yeah. depending on what day it is of a festival, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like and and where you're at, like, cause. I mean, you can do as best as you can to stay clean, but you just don't fucking know, you know, and, um, that's another it, thing you gotta watch out for. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. it's one of those things. I mean, I'm not saying I haven't done it. It's just like, uh, it, yeah, well, I guess when you're in that mode and it's right, like you just fuck it. You don't really think about it, but considering all this stuff on, and retrospect, oh, no, 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 I was pretty fucked up and I still fucking stopped to think about it. Plus uh, they were like, yeah. they were both like 40 and I was like 22 at the time. It was a weird fucking day. Yeah. Like I definitely think they were older. They were like 33, 34, I think. And I was, I must've been 21 at the time. Oh, okay. So I was way Do you think it's just because they run out of things to keep them, like, simply just because they run no, out of things to keep them interested? more power to those people. Don't yeah, right. oh, just me talking shit. Right, right, right. I right. respect the hell out of that. That's actually oh, really same, fucking cool. That they can, yeah, like, yeah. do that and, like, be open and have this, like, really interesting, exciting, like, life. And, but, yeah, because they're being honest with themselves. Yeah. And they, they know what they like and they know what's going to spice up their marriage. It just, it just seems so, because you're right, like, I'm not there and I don't, you know, yeah. like, I, I just... I'm not there, and it just yeah, seems I'm not, so I'm awkward. Not kink sh- it's just I'm not kink thing. shaming anybody. If no, that's your thing. You can do whatever you want. For it, Absolutely, man. but it. But I figure that's probably what it is. Well, you know, it's like because you run out of ways to to keep it fresh and interesting. Do you think that's just, what it is? Like it comes with time. Like you I think get yeah, bored, if you get you older, know, and you try that it's just a couple of people who are just like. Or do you think people get together like that? Well, I think like what you're saying, like they get, they well, they might get together like that, you know. Obviously, it could happen like that, but I think that if they're really comfortable with each other, and they're still part of this festival world and they're still you know uh out there and exploring like you know there's a certain point where you either stop exploring or you just keep going and you keep trying new things that you haven't tried before and that's one of them you know it's like well yeah (laughs) fuck it i mean like what's like i watch porn so what does it matter like you know you just kind of start breaking down those barriers as walls or i don't know i mean i'm not going to pretend like i fucking understand what's going on with it Mm -hmm. but that's what i imagine it is i imagine that 
they've gotten to that point where it's just like you know like we we love each other we trust each other and you're right it is something that's totally admirable when you when you analyze it and you're thinking well fuck if they really don't care and the jealousy factor is not there and they love each other enough to stay it's kind of like oh, how people that, that date like a porn. phone call to a sex therapist right now we can get like a professional's opinion <laughs> like on Dr. Drew yeah. like love line <laughs> hey you Dr. Know? Drew how you doing well because it, it always amazes me and I mean like I, and this is not a judgmental thing and I'm not passing off judgment but like I personally couldn't date a porn star just because I wouldn't be able to deal with that. But there's a lot of guys that don't care. Like, they understand it to be that that's their job. I, I think and a lot of people fun. wouldn't be able to deal with that. Well, how yeah. do you feel about open relationships? Well, you know, the thing is, I haven't been in a real relationship in a long time. And I have only been in, like, two or three relationships that have lasted longer than three months. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not real. I'm not kind of like a solo type of guy anyways. Because for me, a relationship is all or nothing. And it's very much not worked out that way for various different reasons. Right. So, uh... As far as open relationships, that's kind of all I've ever really been in, and it's never been declared as an open relationship. It's just kind of like, yeah, well, we're, we're hooking up, or, you know, actually, most of the time, it's usually a fling that doesn't really last more than, you know, several hookups, and then that's kind of it. And even when I've tried to make it more of a thing, after a while of just hooking up with girls and, and kind of having a reputation, and this has been a while, like, I've actually been fucking really just... I, my activity's not been there for like a while because I haven't I've just been my mind's been somewhere else I, yeah, I don't know yeah. but back in the day like even if I there was there was a couple girls where like I was like okay well you know we're hooking up we like each other well why don't we just try to well no like in their mind it wasn't like that they were just literally just hooking up with me for fun and it's mm-hmm. like well what the fuck like you know yeah. like you, you think like why not like we like each other well just because we're, we're just having fun oh, like they literally already ways. just saw it me it somebody... goes both ways and you know what yeah. a lot of people don't yeah. think it does like no, I mean it's it huge guys in the hookup culture everyone's yeah. like oh yeah guys are all pigs you know yeah no. but man the chicks dude they're heartbreakers too <laughs> oh right? man I'm friends with so many girls and that's why I give them shit because it's like funny because I'm all about you know the, the women's rights and, and you know encouraging women yeah, and building up their strength and, and you know if you're a feminist as long as you don't fucking hate men with the passion then I'm all for it you know like I love you you know I'll empower you but I won't let you get away with you know trying to say that men are fucking disgusting and dirty when I know personally because you tell me mm-hmm. the ways that you fuck with guys too like the uh, ways you so fuck with absolutely. their heads and their minds and it's I like no nah, dude like you're my homegirl I love you but you fucking did this to yourself yeah, like, so my friends man you're right it's just like wow like how do you re- where do you get off because it no problem you're just going and going and going and telling me stories and I'm just like jaw dropped yeah and it's like hmm no, man, Maybe people, I should be people. gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I have heard... Dude, my, my, my gay friends have told me some raunchy fucking stories. Nobody is fucking raunchy. Everybody gay is horrible, dudes, man. man. Yeah, no. Every, yeah, no, you're right. Gay dudes test. are like the horniest guys alive. Oh, because, yeah. Because they... like I mean, I'm friends with a lot of gay dudes. And like the funny thing about them that I always get along with them is because like it's like... You know, people say, doesn't it bother you? Like other straight guys are like, no, it doesn't bother me at all. The way I look at a gay guy hitting on me is just like... I fucking it's, love it. It's I'm like kidding. when I'm hitting yeah. on a girl that's like too hot for me or like not saying mm-hmm. that like I'm trying to put myself that I'm hot for these, too hot for these gay guys, but like a girl that like I'm just fucking around with and joking and flirting around right. with and she's like blowing me off in a joking mm-hmm. way. We're having a fun like joking way. It's like I'm not taking it seriously. Right. I know they're not taking it seriously either. They're just fucking joking. It's just batter. It's, it's just playing, like, it's a witty because you know? they're fucking witty. Right. They're witty. They and they like to them, joke yeah. around and they like to go back and forth. And you know what? I always like doing that because I and, – and a lot of my friend, my guy friends are like – my straight guy friends are like, really, how do you do that? How do you – I'm like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. I, I – <laughs> 
one of the greatest attributes <laughs> to me getting laid was my gay friends right. that have talked me up and fucking got me laid so oh, much, so much. So growing yeah. up, um, I was a runaway. You know, I ran away at the age of 15 and um, was almost adopted into a family of two gay men. They were like 23, mm-hmm. Chris and Izzy, man. They're not together anymore, but they were just, they were my family. You know, they took me to my first rave. I lived with them for three oh, years. That's cool. Like they were just huge influences in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, because of that, I just, I feel like I grew up in a gay scene. You know, right. like I was going to Prides. I was going to gay clubs when I was like 16, 17, and I had so many gay friends. And you're right, man. I got laid so much. Because <laughs> they talk you up, man. And they, cause they, they got, do. Like, if you was... are just cool and you show them that you're like not judgmental toward them like that because you're not, you know, yeah. they fucking, they love you. They got your back. They're your real friends. Like, they'll joke around and stuff, but it's just like, it's like you just have to imagine them that like they're like, you know, the girls that you're not attracted to. That right. you're, they're your homies, they're your friends, but that's it. Like you don't have to like think, oh, they, what the fuck, man? Like they're gonna turn me gay. Like it always blows my yeah. mind with the homophobic. Like I know some guys that like, I just it, anytime they hear a guy gay. talking and saying stuff, and I'm like, actually, that guy's kind of fucking hilarious. Like that guy, oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy's fucking like saying some hilarious shit because they'll start shit talking people, and I'm I'm loving it. Like I'm I'm at a bar or whatever, you know. But one of my other friends is like, oh fuck, man, I can't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not homophobic, man. They always start with that. I'm not homophobic, yeah, I'm not homophobic but, but it's like, uh, well, then just shut the fuck up, dude. Like, you know, let it go, you know, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, it's just funny because gay guys, like, we we're back to what we we're saying, are like the horniest guys because, like, they, they, they're guys and their right. hormones are raging. Yeah. And then they go to when a place like that. Guys, and when guys know, crazy. like, when it comes to gay, like, if you're a gay guy, you're just like, they're just down. They're just down to go hook up and they're down to fucking. So mm-hmm. I always joke because around saying, are, like, if I was. Guys are fucking gross. Guys are fucking gross. We're yeah. all disgusting. And so guys. guys like guys, holy shit, that is like the ultimate, <laughs> you know, epitome of, of grossness, man. Well, okay, so where is the line? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go and, like, take it to a little bit of a serious or more serious note. Serial. But, like, where is the line? Like, with the banter, they're flirtatious. Is that leading someone on? No. Well, the thing it's is, not. no. Well, if you, here's, like, here's the, the thing is, thing. it's all up to your personal thing. Like, so if like a guy's flirting with you, you and he crosses the line with you, that's right. when you give him the the swift like, hey, like, look, no. bro, right. like you, you. I'm just like, no. And then usually you just it just takes that one thing for me, and they they know like they're not gonna go beyond that. And if they keep going beyond that, then you're just like, look, man, you just really have to right. be mature about it. Like, look, you're being disrespectful now. Mm-hmm. The same way that a girl or anybody but, should. And if they cross the line, then fucking, you know, it will put yourself in their shoes too. And right. that, that's probably a very terrifying situation for them too, because I think, I think we actually maybe, maybe now, at least in this area, we, our opinions are probably in the majority, but for a lot of these guys lives, like I'm sure it was like a dangerous thing for them to even approach people. Oh, I mean, that's sure. how like the, uh, yeah. the, the gay accent, whatever you would call that, would like come about. Was, you know, it was like it was a signal. It's like, hey, I'm gay. Like you can, mm-hmm. you know, come out and talk to me and things like that. And um, right. I mean, I, I've got to respect that and appreciate mm-hmm. how, you know, how scary it must be for them to be able to approach people like that too. Yeah. And right. some of the best time, like I've had some fucking great times at gay clubs and gay bars and yeah. like that. They've been super oh, fun. Absolutely, some awesome some people. Of my be- the best times of my life were in gay bars. Lit, well, dude. They so- party, dude. But I, mm-hmm. I don't go to a, like, I don't go like I don't go to them often. I don't make a habit of it because right. I feel like that would be fucked up for me well, to go to a gay bar. I know. Right? I, I support. I'm because yeah. I'm not. I, I would go of course as a sign of support, but it, like yeah. it would also be like all right, like if our gay scene gets blown up right. by a bunch of straight dudes, like that's kind of. You know, well, it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for me, this is what my experience was like, right? I go into high school and like went to college and I was kind of just your average guy. Like I wasn't like 
homophobic or anything like that, but I definitely wasn't extremely comfortable, I, I guess, if you will, like with, with hanging out with gay people until I started working um, at Joe's Crab Shack. I was a bartender there for 10 years, and shout out to Billy, shout out to Antonio, to all my, my gay friends that used to work there. Uh, like these guys were like family to me, you know, like I really got to know them. And it was also kind of funny too, because for a little bit, uh, and, and they were never seriously like trying to like flirt with me, but they would always joke around and they'd always fuck around the same way that I fuck around and joke around with girls that like know that I'm not serious with like trying to be, I'm not violating them. It's, it's, it's definitely goes back and forth. It's a funny right, it's joking, it's, it's banter going yeah. back and forth. But I did for a little bit of time know what it was like to be a really hot girl in a restaurant or any workplace where right. like you kind of get the special treatment mm -hmm. and that's another thing you know like this is this is something that that's controversial something super controversial that people don't want to accept and don't want to say like when it comes to you know the inequality of you know the workplaces when it comes to the sexes it does in some ways go both ways i'm not saying that it's right in any aspect but there are a lot of girls that do get special treatment because they are attractive. And Absolutely. I did experience that myself mm -hmm. in that restaurant where... Oh, so you but, think you're pretty. Well, you know, <laughs> so, so you think you're... So you, so you admit it. You think so you're pretty. <laughs> no, but it wasn't even that. It was, it, it was more at the fact that, like, they were my friends. And I think they respected and liked me so much more because I talked to them like a real person that they were. Real people. And, like, I would go smoke weed with my girlfriend at their house. Like we'd have like triple dates, you know, like at, at my, my, my boss's house, him and his husband. And then, uh, my other, uh, my friend Antonio and his guy. And then it was like me and her and we don't cook and smoke weed and just chill and talk and out. fuck around and hang out. And so we would all go as a, as a workforce to their, cause they started, well, Antonio was always into the drag scene. He was always doing, um, would doing shows over like at Ripples and Long Beach and oh. like other other places over there. I think what was the other uh, Hamburger Mary's? No, we Con all know it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, Hamburger Mary's is one of them. Well, I I actually got roofied there, so well, I, I have was, a, I, I have story a, I was gonna bring around to. Yeah. I got roofied at Hamburg, Hamburger Mary's, so that place that. is not a, is not a, a good place. But this other place, uh, you know, we used to go to shows as as a workforce, uh, guys and girls, and we'd have a good time. But no, one time I was with my girlfriend, and um. We went to Hamburger Mary's, not with them, but we went separate, and uh, we actually broke up after this because we had been, you know, we'd already been fighting and stuff. But like, we went there, and I remember. Uh, here's this is a really funny story, actually. Now that I'm remembering it, it's way it's way funnier now. So, <laughs> okay, so I go to Hamburger Mary's, and this is when I was just drinking like crazy. I've always been drinking like crazy, but I order, you know, just one Long Island. And obviously those are the drinks that just fuck you up. But I used to drink a lot of those sweet ass drinks and be fine. Yeah. I went and drank a Long Island. Night slips away. Don't remember shit after that. And it, it was just, it, it, I was so hungover, so fucked up, so blacked out the next day that I was like, I definitely was like roofie. Like there was no, there's no explanation for it. Like right. it was, you know, when you get fucking roofie. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. but apparently I had joined a t-shirt uh, a shirtless contest what? and what? yeah i had joined a shirtless contest and because i had gotten all of these texts and i looked back through my text the next day i was texting people to vote for me 
at this shirtless contest thing. I don't remember oh, this I at all. So much. I don't remember. The yeah, at the bar. I don't remember this at all. But like, I was getting all of these like. This was like American Idol. You had to like yeah, text in Like it was like one of those things where apparently I had by far because like so. This is what was told to me by my friend Tony later that like there's like a list of people on this screen and based on the text and the votes that they come in, they like tally it up. And I by far had the most people vote for me. So I was hitting people up left and right. I was Dude. going through my whole phone list. Hey, respect and hustle, I was man. I was yeah, doing I like it. And then they bring up the do. finalists, like the top three or so in, or two people, and then they vote by the crowd there. Okay. And that's when I lost because the guy, I guess whoever was like up there with me must have had more friends or he was better but I don't remember I love that you're making excuses for <laughs> I, not winning I, I, the fucking you know this it, this is totally my Dennis Reynolds moment While right there this was my Dennis uh, Reynolds moment from fucking oh, sunny wow. in Philadelphia yeah, I was yeah. like totally kind of upset about that that was just like an added like frustration to me being in pain and also I mean I, I broke up with my girlfriend the next day because we were like I remember waking up on her couch like storming off like where are my keys like and I guess they had to stop me because I was trying to drive home it was a mess mm -hmm. but like we it was it was just this really fucked up thing that happened but I'm that sorry, all I happened yeah I shouldn't be laughing but it's fucking it, it, it was super fucked up but it was that was that's like that's one of those stories that I actually forgot about until right now that yeah, whole I'm shirt sure. the whole Holy shirtless shit, you forgot thing. about that well I mean I guess you're a roofie so the, the whole shirt, no the but whole still, shirtless thing I don't, I don't remember anything that is uh -huh. a great but I, I, I forgot that it had happened right and because I have the text to prove it, people are like, dude, you were like, what was that all about? Like, what was, you know, you were like texting me, blowing up, wow. I like text. That tells me you got some solid friends who were down to yeah, fucking they were texting home. They were, they they were running through. through. At like two in the morning, I get a drunk time. Like, but they were, I'm voting for David. Am I but they were complaining to me for months because they kept getting text from Hamburger Mary's. Oh. Because it was one of those things dude. that that was the whole dude, ploy in the beginning. That's the whole thing. I think I, like, I tried to get, like, get like half off like tick entry one day, and then they would not stop texting me for about three years. That's exactly what it yeah. was. And I think I still Every actually week, might, along with all the other random like weed clinic texts that I get all the time. Like You obviously yeah. get a fake text or, or one of I those texts. I get Johnny's text like, every week. Like, come down, 50% off your tab. And I'm like, On Johnny's saloon? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I've actually never been there, but Aaron's always trying to get me to go there too. So it's, it's pretty oh, much it's like a good. text message. And it's, it's, so a, it's, uh, yeah. it's my favorite bar and I can walk there. It's half the reason I bought this Word. Right on. You. Yeah, Everybody's go. got their favorite local bar. favorites. Say that, Johnny. There you go. In Huntington Beach. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just don't Maybe go to bars in Huntington Beach. Oh, what is it called? I, don't, I remember that. It's like a little karaoke bar, but it's a little biker bar. Oh, the, right uh, the Shanghai's. Shanghai. Oh I man. Love the Shanghai room. Man, man. I haven't been there yet. I haven't been there. Oh, you gotta go there, man. Yeah. So, cool. so you're oh, from Seal Beach, right? Uh, no, I live literally a mile down the road. Oh. Fuck yeah. I'm so close. Yeah. I grew up right over in Fountain Valley. Okay, because I thought before you told me you were from Seal Beach, but I worked or I was working in Seal Beach. Oh, right on. Yeah, and then lived in Huntington Beach for a while, lived in Newport. So, so let's on. talk about what you do outside of the traveling now, because at the time that I met you, you had this fucking ridiculously dope ass fucking bus. Do you still have that bus? I still have the bus. Yeah. He, I so actually, I looked at it yesterday and I was like, I got to do something with this. So <laughs> he. This road, first of all, I'm like laughing right now. Like, I am so amazed. Have you heard the story of that? No, I don't. Oh I don't. But just real quick, this road was like, okay, it, it was a great location for this fucking, yeah. great Beautiful fucking party. location. Absolutely Beautiful party. And it was like pretty far, far enough off the road. And the road itself was like fucking, you know, if you had a, a sedan, it was going to be difficult to get out there. Like, it was really difficult for a lot of people. 
and he fucking took a bus on this bumpy ass fucking non-paved fucking road out into like it's like it's, from the main highway it's at least a good like five miles it's, or something it's 10.9 miles damn it is. Okay. <laughs> and he took this fucking bus like an old school bus it's a, it's a 1981 ford thompson it's got to be like 40 feet long yeah and um oh, it's it was built like originally for like dirt roads it was for like a farm town I think it was built for Iowa or something like that. Uh-huh. And um, so it, it has a decent well? suspension. Well, it did amazing. <laughs> this road was like no joke. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, I do a lot of desert driving. I grew up racing in off-road sports. Um, with buses? Not with buses. Oh, man. <laughs> but, um, that would have been fucking awesome. Like, I've done a lot of driving in the desert. And like this was by far one of the craziest things I've ever done in my entire life. So we're cruising. We have no idea what we're getting into, you know? As far as I know, I was sent the back way that was supposed to be like really easy. Oh shit! Like that was the address, I, the way I was sent. I was like, oh, perfect, no problem, you know. And I start cruising, and we're driving, and it's kind of a sandy desert road. You know, mm-hmm. like there's sand spots everywhere. You got dirt coming up, little berms, and we're kind of cruising. I know not. I'm trying to keep it like 20, 30 miles an hour. We're moving all over the place. You know, this is an old bus. We make it all the way. We're about like eight, nine miles in, and we start coming up this mountain. And, um, I mean, we're having points where I'm, like, on one tire. This whole bus is just jumping. Shit's falling off all over the racks. Like, it's getting crazy. We pull up. We go around this mountain road. In my head, you miss Fizzle right now. Just saying. And, and that's <laughs> yeah, basically. That's really how I felt. I'm like, all right, come on, kids. Let's go. Everyone's, like, already dropping acid. Okay, and then on top of that, like, this is a split tension shift. Split tension shift? Yeah, yeah. So it's got, like, ten different gears, a high and a low for each gear. It's really hard to drive, and I have no idea how to drive it. <laughs> so um it was one of those things how like, long had you owned it before that before the, was it painted for that it was yeah it was, it was painted it was definitely it was painted because i remember taking a photo i have a photo in front of it okay so it was um we had owned it then for at least a couple months okay at least yeah like not too long like enough that we had driven it to a couple festivals but like not driven it 100 miles or whatever it was out past Barstow mm-hmm. and um, that was like my first time really taking it anywhere we were worried the whole time like the bus is going to break down there was one point where we are coming up the Cajon Pass and we had just gassed up before and I'm coming up and I have no power we're going like 10 miles an hour up the Cajon Pass and I'm like what is going on we got like semis going like 15 honking and shit and, uh, yeah and um, we get up to the top and I t- pull over and turn the I'm like something's going on like this engine's about to blow I'm walking around the bus and I go and I check the gas my friend left the gas cap off. There's just gas fucking all over. It's just mm. the pressure, the back pressure. I don't know. It's fucking no, acid. Yeah. God fucking, damn. already high. I'm just like, oh, hopeless, man. They're like, man, sorry, bro. So we're coming down this hill. We're, on, we're at the very top of this mountain, and it's like the last final stretch. We see the festival off in the distance, and um, all of a sudden, all the power goes out. Oh, the shit. The entire bus. So I'm flying down this hill. It has electric brakes and electric steering. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I have barely any steering, and I have no brakes. Yeah. And we're just going down. This went from Magic School Bus to Mad Max. Oh, it got <laughs> real quick, man. Holy Absolutely. shit. Okay. So I'm like... <coughs> sorry. I have my friend over here, and the emergency brake is, like, just out of my reach, you know? And um, That's not a safe place for an emergency brake. Not a safe brake, place, no. Okay. So I have my friend, like pulling it as I like tell him to I'm like alright go and let go go let, let go what the and fuck? he is high as shit so I'm driving there's like a point where we're coming down this thing like sideways like the bus is already we're, we've fallen off the road we're not oh, on the road shit. anymore dude like the back part is we've lost the battery um, and somehow I'm, I don't even know how it happened somehow the bus started back up so we hit the bottom of the hill I think I popped the clutch and it just like started back up so we're driving we pull up 
almost all the way to the festival. And then I was trying to figure out where to park the bus. I shut it off. And that's when I realized we lost the battery somewhere on the road back there. Wow. <laughs> so the battery Wait. had popped out. We had run it over. Oh, you had literally, literally lost, lost the battery. The battery, the battery flew gone. out yeah. of the bus. It was the worst battery replacement. I, I did not know any of this. I thought wild. you were just Shit. cruised in there. Okay, go on, go on. So on top of this, I had just gotten out of the hospital. I just replaced three bus days with in the Millennium hospital. Falcon and that's Star Wars 8. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is happening? Okay. I was in the hospital three days prior to this and like, I was really <laughs> excited for like you were here. So, so I literally, I remember pulling the IV out of my arm and being like, fuck it, I'm going to the desert. Driving this bus out. No, this is happening. So now we're stuck. We got no battery. We're in the middle of the desert. And we're just like, I'm sick as fuck. Just like, fuck it. We're here to party. (laughs) (laughs) I remember taking someone's battery from like the car to start the bus and then driving it to parking it by the stage. And then we just left it there until the end and started it back up. Well, it was the perfect spot. It really tied the whole fucking uh, aesthetic together because it's this big ass bus that you know, maybe we could even post a picture of it later. But like, it's like a big bus that says Psych Industries. Yeah, we can. We right. can make on the that side of it, uh, and it was right next to the stage, and it was. Out. I remember people standing on top of it dancing. I do remember like that one band that was there because I, I, like I, I. Oh, show. what was that band? Name? Those are my friends. Um, sounds I like forget a the name, friends. but they. I wanted them to keep playing more. You they know, were I was so expect- good. I they were so good, but the thing is, they were. That's all we got. I'm like, you guys are a jam band. Yeah, like jam, jam absolutely. Jam, play yeah. more because that was like I was like coming up on shrooms like super heavy, and I was like, I was just like Woodstock in my mind. I was like floating. I was spinning around when they were like because there was one stretch where they were just like doom 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 like go and then they all had a different like look each. Every, each and every single one of them had a very different retro like vintage look to themselves right. too like the guy had like I think a flying V Long guitar hair. and he had like a leather jacket kind of looked like Albert Hammond Jr. Right. and then the rest of them like had like the very like so the, the bass player was this Asian dude with like a like 60s like bowl cut looked like he was from like the right, Hollies right. or something like just rocking out and I just remember thinking this is fucking amazing because we go to so many festivals where it's all EDM artists and everything like that mm-hmm. which is fine and dandy I love all that music too but, you know, this is my shit. Like, I'm a psychedelic motherfucker. Yeah, I no, love same, the 60s man. rock and roll psychedelic shit. And so this was this was a true, like, awesome experience for me because, you know, like, even just where we were, it was, that was actually one, like. Well, I remember by, it was, like, sundown. It was coming down to sundown. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. like, the wind was blowing. And I remember, and I wish I could remember the name of the band. Fuck. I know they broke up now. But, um. <laughs> Wasn't Purple Mountain Majesties? No, was, no, um, no, no. That's because that's actually a, a pretty big, big band. This one—they're getting bigger. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're, they're Fountain Valley locals too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I did not know that, but I've yeah. definitely heard of that band, and I've seen like flyers and stuff for them. But I forget the name of this band. Oh but. my god, I I should know this. They they played the first desert party I ever threw. And, it was um, two words. I know that. Uh, let's think, think, think. I just like F is in there somewhere. <laughs> There's like F, an F. There's an F in it. Yeah. F, F is um, one of the first letters. Wait, so. Uh, I've still got a question though. How did you stop? Like that bus? I'm still, st- I'm still stuck. <laughs> on so, there was that a bus point. comes flying down the mountain out of the darkness as this band's playing. Well, it's and this fucking six-ton bus, just colorful fucking rainbow bus with psychedelic shit all over it, just comes flying out of the desert with no battery and no brakes. And just skids out on like like Tokyo drifts onto the stage. It's the like, way that's... you're saying it sounds way cooler, but yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> you know what? Go with my story. Okay. Go with your story. Yeah, you yeah. know, there's space dust flying, everyone's yeah, exactly. looking at us. Yeah. Now, did you have a part in creating this festival? And oh. you were here now. No. Okay, yeah, I no. thought you did for some reason. I, I just showed up. Like it was. I mean, and you made a hell of an entrance. So, yeah, who, I mean, how did you like find out just through you know? Um, um, so Fabio. Right. Did Mason come out? No, I think it was just Fabio. Fabio came out to one of my desert parties. 
I feel like Mason came out too. I'm not really sure. It was a while ago. Okay. But um, I did a, I used to do a party called the Desert Disco. We did it every year around my birthday. Right on. And a um, whole lot of fun. And they came out and showed a bunch of support. Fabio brought his dome out and it was a good time, you know? And, and, and then, who, who were they? They had a Function 1 sound system too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they, had a, they, had a, they, were, they did it big. It was, they it was, did it big, like, it was, sure. I mean, it was small enough, but the production quality was, it was, it was, amazing. It was amazing. It was actually a really I, good festival. I've, I've heard of that festival. I've heard fucking great things about it. Well, yeah. it was small. It was a little micro festival, man. There must have been maybe 150, 200 people there. But people followed oh, suit. They, like, like, you know, aside from what I heard at the end about like, obviously people not taking all the trash out or whatever right, they're supposed right. to do. That's always a problem at festivals, you know. Unfortunately, that's kind of the way that it goes. People mm-hmm. just are, are kind of selfish and they, they forget about one of the main. It sucks, things. man. But, it drives me crazy. But for the most part, I mean, like there was it was literally just completely self reliance, like, and it was it was uh, peaceful as fuck. It was definitely the best vibes. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I was I was really sick. I remember like I took shrooms anyways. Well, you started the hospital. <laughs> yeah, you established that. Like I took shrooms anyways, and I remember like I I, I think I went to bed at like. 10, 30, 11 o'clock, which it was probably like two or three in the morning. But um, I, unfortunately, I slept <laughs> in the bus right behind the Function One sound system that went all day, all night. Of so I didn't actually sleep. But um, from what I remember of the festival, it was amazing, man. Like mm-hmm. it was small, close knit. Everybody was such good vibes. friends. The vibes were mm-hmm. off the hook. Yeah, Fabio, Mason, the whole You Were Here crew. I mean, the people that were playing that night too, like every DJ was just going off. Shout out to Star Fox. Star Fox. Um, who else played? I think no, Brandon didn't play that night. Um, I know Romy played earlier in the day. I don't know any of the other people that actually played. I just know that I went there because Star Fox was playing. Right. And uh, he like invited us out, and so Caitlin and I went last minute, and like it was fucking really cool. It was a killer little party, man. Yeah. Like, definitely one that I'll always remember. Yeah. Like, if not, for fucking driving that And I've been trying to, I, I have a location actually over in like the Lucerne Valley area uh-huh. that I've been talking about doing, we, we've been talking about doing this for like a couple of years, but it's, it's really difficult obviously with trying to find a date. And like, we were talking about doing it like sometime right around this time, which obviously now, and, and I don't even want to plan like a big thing. I want to just like go right. because I know the location. I know that we can go enough and just have our shit to set up and say, Hey, like we're going to a festival ourselves. Everybody brings their own shit. I would go maybe a little bit earlier and set up like a porty potty situation. Dude, and that's about it. I'm going to tell you it's hard. Yeah. Like yeah. I've, I mean, cause I did, Definitely. I think I did four. And I mean, they were all shit shows. Right. Like it was, it would always like, it was well, going to be a shit show. The porty potties would have helped then. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> well, they they had it at the you are here like it was just a basic. Well, you were here. They dug one out, right? Yeah, we that's what I would do. There. Did you get? You weren't there. We went. Um, Brandon Forest Bump through. What did he call it? It was like the second annual New Year's Eve party at, at that location. Oh, at that location. So it was. Um, oh God, that was a hard festival, man. Really. So we all drove out there, and there was a big group of people coming. I mean, we probably I'd say. Probably about as many as you were here, maybe about 150, 200 people, you know? Right on. And um, we we're all having a great time, clear skies, just beautiful all day long, and we all kind of, we were worried about the rain. I remember when I left my house here, it was raining, and we were like, fuck, like this might be a bad idea. We get out there, and it's just crystal clear. We're having an amazing time. We all get, we all start dropping acid, whatever, you know? It gets dark, we're all having a good time, the music's going. All of a sudden, it was like a fucking scene, man, at a Wizard of Oz, like everything. <laughs> I remember, um, Kent set up this huge yurt and it just blew over. This girl set up, what was her name? Sophie set up this beautiful art structure. Like she built it herself. Um, 
blew over into the sound. The, uh-huh. All the sound system starts going. The, all the easy ups. Everybody's tents are rolling across the desert. Oh shit! Like, it it's sucks. Pure but chaos. It's like it starts pouring rain. Oh, and everybody's tripping. So nobody has any idea what to do. I mean, it's pouring on it's the sound It's moments system. like this that make those festivals. Absolutely. Like, it was <laughs> That's so why I'm amazing. laughing. Not because remember... it's like a laughing at you. It's like, yeah, yeah. this is like so, I, it's so like typical. Oh, it was so typical, man. I remember, but it was beautiful because like, so the sounds, the sound system's fucked, you know? Mm-hmm. It had been raining on the board. Everything's gone. We lost power. We don't even have a generator that works anymore. So we're oh, all kind of sitting out in the desert at eight o'clock at night on New Year's. We got like, I don't know, a hundred cars storm? in the middle of the desert. We're like 15 miles from the nearest road. You know, we have not, we can't, people are trying to leave. They can't at all. Like it's flash flooding. It's really, wow. really bad. Oh, that's, that's, oh, it's that's just straight up. Flash flooding. It was, oh, Now wait. you just took it from that to like wind to like flash floods. The wind, floods, the flash floods. Okay. There's this kid. Okay. And oh my God. He was, I think he was 17, maybe 18. So I was having a seizure. Oh, oh wow! This what? is happening, dude. That Pure happened at chaos. oh, that happened at Boogaloo to me. Why just started coming up? Super, super or like just coming up man? or coming down? Oh, my, like I just started going into my K hole, and I, there was this fucking okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like I had just that was like the last night of a Boogaloo, and I just started coming to my K hole, and this guy like and literally five minutes before that, this guy comes up to me, and he was friends of a friend of a friend that we were all there with, and he like slaps my shoulder, he looks at me, he's like, "What's up?" Like he was like talking to me. And then this dude's having a seizure. And there's nothing that will fucking ruin your moment more than somebody who's having a seizure. Try a 17-year-old that you just sold drugs to. Ooh. Oh, so yeah. I, I just I sold them like a little cap of mushroom, so it wasn't me that did it. You know? But it, it was this was but, all fantasy, actually. This wasn't a real thing. This is all not fictional. that I'm a drug dealer. In case no, the CIA this, is well, listening, but this is fictional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this didn't really happen. That was just a story that we made up, by the way. Yeah, this was I was this was a dream that I had last night. Um, yeah. Anyway, so this kid's having a seizure. It's pouring rain. It's like eight. Yeah, sorry. We just dragged this through the dirt. Phil has no um, connections. Oh my god. And uh, we're all a bunch of us, man, and all the crew is just out there, and it's pouring rain. It's cold. We're miserable. Nobody has a place to sleep anymore. And um, we built up, man. So everybody starts grabbing all the easy ups, fucking boards from the yurts, like anything we can. We end up building this like igloo, almost, if you'd want to call it that. It was more of just like a junkyard trap house with sixty people partying, a shanty like a, town, a little shanty spot. town, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With like a little Bluetooth speaker with the CDGs hooked up or CD, whatever. Uh-huh, oh, CD, right. and, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing, man. It was like everyone was like, "Oh, it's so intimate." You know, you got the DJ going. There's no sound. Everyone's trying to be as quiet as possible, but also like still dancing and vibing. And it was it was really fucking cool, man. One of the most interesting parties I've been to. What? So what happened to Seizure Kid? Oh, he was fine. Yeah. Like, oh, he just yeah, snapped yeah. out of it. Okay, he, um, that's, that's cool. Had a yeah. small seizure, and then I guess. I think he went to sleep after well, that. I mean, you know, I guess but, if you've um, got to have a seizure, it might as well be a small one, right? You would hope. You know, especially out in the middle of the desert during a lightning storm, thunderstorm, flash floods where you can't get out. Jesus like, I remember Christ. thinking, I'm like, fuck, do we have to call a helicopter? Like, what's going on, you know? And do you have a signal out there? I think we had signal, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's good at least. We so, signal. like, last resort, you do have that. But right. fuck, man. Like, a goddamn seizure. I mean, yeah. I guess... Ugh. Yeah, it's, no, I, I've been in that position before. Or at least I've seen somebody having a seizure before. Right. 
I don't know what the fuck to do when somebody's having a seizure, you know? Dude, just I went hold got... their tongue, make sure they don't choke on that, and that's as far as my knowledge takes me. Uh, yeah, yeah. What? No, hold their tongue? Yeah, you got to pull their tongue out because their tongue will fall back because they lose control of all their muscles. Their tongue will fall back and they'll actually choke on it. Well, isn't that, isn't that, no, isn't it, isn't like part of the danger is that like, like a seizure is like, is like all of the synapses and neurons in your brain firing off at once right. and that like really tenses your muscles. Wouldn't that tense your jaw up and make you cut? Like make you bite your tongue off. I feel like I've heard that before, and I don't know if that's scientific or not. That sounds scientific. It sounds yeah. legit. But yeah. um, I, I did lifeguard training, and as far as I know, you want to make sure they're not choking on their tongue. A lot of people die from choking or lack of oxygen. Yeah, right. I know. I know that's a big. That's a big thing. I, I fuck. I feel like I should drop in at this point. Like you know, proper seizure. Fucking what to Just do? Just Google but, it really yeah. quick. Like, hey Siri, like, what do yeah. you do if someone has a seizure? At least that'll work. Ask yeah, Siri. No, no, no. Any, saw, any problems? Yeah, you know what? Ask Google. Google it. Google it. Okay, <laughs> go home right now. That's being an Google adult. Google what it what to do in case somebody has a seizure. And then I am going to sleep easier tonight then because I'm not fucking disseminating bad information. Yeah, well, no, that yeah. is seriously. Give back with the cowboy hat. That is something that like I really would not have uh, ed, have considered, you know, at all. That's not a knife. That that's not uh, a knife. No, I bought that for twenty bucks in Santa Fe. Isn't that dope? It's worth it, yeah, man. Right? I feel like you've always owned that. Like when I saw you, I feel like I've seen you in it before. You know, I have like very similar ones, and is I find similar ones that like kind of just fit the thing. Okay. I, it's always like either a bucket or. A, some sort of no, I like this sort of hat that's like this. No, that's a good one. I mean, support those those natives, you know, those natives. And I feel like it needs like a rattlesnake rattler on it, you know, to be like. Well, eventually, the goal is to kind of like get. I want to now that I'm just like so much more influenced creatively with with everything. It's like I just want to do it myself in every aspect, and I want to. I mean, obviously, everything's going to start to cost more money. It's like the goal in the next year or so is to have a studio space where. I can just like focus a hundred percent on art and creative endeavors and, and really just try to like just anything I feel that I want to try out, just look it up. We have the internet. That's, that's being a, an yeah, adult. Thing. Seriously. It's like, <laughs> there's everybody going like to like school yeah. trying to learn all these things. And like the reality is like, there's you not one question I haven't yeah. been able to Google and get mm-hmm. the answer yeah. to Seriously. in like two sentences. Right. And or you don't have instructables and you won't have to, you, and self-education is really good because you don't have to uh, worry about being, uh, you know, deterred by agendas and shit. Oh no, you can, you, can you get also don't get student loans. Degrees and things like that. Like, Student loans, like, oh, let me just yeah. spend forty thousand dollars on school and four years of my life, or <laughs> let me drop crazy. four minutes of my time in a little Google search. Yeah, sure. like, absolutely. You can learn almost all the same shit. You oh. know? When there's yeah. like, like myself, I'm almost entirely self-taught for what I do for work. You right. Know? When there's oh, this, this site there called Lynda.com. It's twenty-five bucks a month. Yeah. I actually get it for free through schools. They yeah. have a lot of deals with schools, so people can look at that shit up. Right. Dude, I I, I taught myself everything. Everything I've design, learned for design was through Linda. Yeah, yeah exactly. it was amazing. Okay, yeah. Like, it's fucking. It literally saved me because I went to school fashion design, but I went to school for one semester and was like, "Fuck this, I can do it," and then I yeah. did it. No, all, but then I, mean, I didn't know what I was doing, and yeah. I was like, "Oh shit, I better figure this out." I did like finish school, and I made a bunch of contacts through that, you right. know, and like you know, got to network a lot. But like all the classwork that I did was fucking bullshit. Man. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It was fucking nonsense, and it was all like three years too late. Like all the shit that's in like textbooks about how to print. So I never bought a fucking mm-hmm. textbook in my whole damn time there. You yeah. know, you I think Google all that shit. I yeah, I bought one textbook, and I actually just found it last night, and I was looking through it, and I was just kind of leaving through, and I was just I. One thing I would have pulled out of this was a croak. Do you want one? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Take one. Oh. one thing I would have pulled out of it was a croak, but it was like, and a croak is, for people who don't know, like a fashion um, like model, you know, like the mannequins, they draw like the skinny, oh, yeah, tall, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That they draw on. Um, so it was one of those. But 
if I Google croak, I'll have five thousand different croaks that I like. Textbooks are so invalid. Just like this no, they are. Yeah, really. They are. They're just invalid. a scam to fucking make you spend lots of fucking money. That was why I dropped out of school because I had a teacher who wanted me to buy his textbook. Exactly. It was one hundred eighty dollars. Exactly. They're trying to buy, make you buy their textbook in order to finish the, the thing. And I just couldn't do it. But um, yeah. I don't know, dude. I really want to hear about Meowwolf. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Like I, right. I've been excited about that. I'll tell life. you about Meow Wolf, but because before I get to the questions that I had for you to draw back to what, like, because I want to talk more about psych industries, but Meow Wolf, and, and I think this is, it, it's all going to tie in together because this is, it's, it's purely a collective that just creative people. Right. They, I mean, I don't know them. I actually, well, as far as so, let's back up. What is Meow Wolf? Okay, Meow Wolf. Google it. It's fucking one of the most insane fucking things that I've ever been to as far as an art installation creation thing. And it's really, it's really, it's, it's such a fucking anomaly. In fact, there's a story that goes along with it where they call this being that like, it, it's, it's such a trip. It's a fucking weird trip where they oh, call really? it the anomaly. And the thing is, if you look it up, you go and Google this, right? You're gonna see these. All you're gonna see is like all these cool little art installations, and you're gonna get these feed, these uh, interviews of p brief interviews of people that like give feedback, and they're all kind of just like very vaguely saying the stuff that you're like you're not really explaining what it is or what it's about. They're just like, oh, it's like the craziest thing I've ever seen, or it's like the most, it, it's the most insane thing I've ever experienced. I don't really know how to explain it, and you really don't until you experience it. Because uh, a, a few things that I really thought that were true was like. That they said that you know it, it's it's a it's an immersive art installation experience that you can take it as far as you can go as deep as you want with it, like as far as how much you trip out on it, and it is true because there is a story that goes along with it, and there's no particular order. It's kind of like one of those books that you used to read. We used to read as kids where like you would read a book, and it's like you have two choices. If you want to go here, <laughs> right. you can go here, or you can go here to this page and then do like this now. way. You know what's up? So they have porn like that now. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that, but just found out the other day. I was like, oh, virtuality porn. They got porn that you can just like be the lifestyle. Have you ever like, done hey. that? But yeah, I know. VR I tried porn? The other day. Really? Yeah. It was a, it was weird. I heard it wasn't like I tried it in like a, I want to watch VR porn way. It was like my friend had a right. virtual reality headset. No, I mean it's an experience that like, I think hey, that we should all experience because uh, Duncan Trussell, who uh, is a podcast that I absolutely love, you know, I, I haven't been listening to it as much lately. I didn't even know if he's had new episodes because I know he moved to New York and kind of like uh, the episodes are, are, are more like done online and shit now so it's, it's a little different but I he's a big advocate for VR and I was super have you uh, tried VR at all I've tried I, I've tried the basic like uh, the phone ones that they have where you like but the, I know I know I know Dude, you need I know, to get your hands I know I know I know I know I know oh my god I know, you I, know. Me you're, I mean you're local right you yeah, me I'm, so yeah, I'm a VR girl. dude yeah VR paint Oh shit! There's like a oh, virtual reality. Yes, yes, um, I can back that up. Yeah, VR it's paint is fucking, fucking insane. Okay, man. like you can literally you're painting three dimensionally. Okay, so you're building whatever you want. What it, like it's it's hard to explain. But imagine um like a three D paintbrush. So you paint in strokes, and it's almost like Illustrator if you use Illustrator, and you can go through and literally create. It's it feels so natural. It's so hard to explain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but if uh. you can just imagine like. Just using your hand to just like drag anything <laughs> up. It's it's like, crazy, man. Like honestly, it's one of those things where VR, so much of VR is like you don't understand it until you're actually right. until you've got it in your face mm -hmm. and you're messing with stuff. Yeah, go ahead. 
and it is just it is just unreal like the level of like it, it just feels so so natural you know yeah. I, I I know you and I are both big fans of Duncan Trussell <laughs> I and, was just saying that yeah. right now oh right okay, okay sorry I, said I was just talking about that for a second okay so yeah. if you don't know Phil had to go take a leak because we've all had to kind of take our breaks to take a leak but these conversations are flowing so well that we don't want to actually stop any of the conversation but yes Duncan Trussell is an influence to both of us uh, he's a bad yeah. man that we both love yeah, and virtual I'm, reality is something that the way he describes it especially being in a world where most people uh, kind of take the opinion that it's you know uh, detachment from real life or that it's uh, it kind of uh, I feel like people are right to worry you know yeah, there's I've had a these right things on my face and they are pretty pretty spectacular right you know yeah. I, I feel like there's I don't I don't think it's gonna be the downfall of society or anything like that right but I'm I'm fortunate enough to work for a large video game company and we develop games for VR and stuff like that sure. as well. And, and to, you know, I had the opportunity, you know, if you like, uh, probably about three months ago or such, uh, to where I got to try some of these on and I got to like go in and mess, not just with the games that we're making, but with other programs, like just Google earth. Right. That was one of the coolest things that I've ever done was I get to put a mask on and I get to fly anywhere that I wanted That's in insane. the world. Well, Google, Google Earth in itself is just fucking ridiculously I mean, fascinating. It, and, it, just, and it just blows you away if you step back from it for a second and you just go like, I cannot believe that this is possible. But you one know? of the things that he mentions that really like resonates with me is the fact that, that the reason why he loves VR, uh, you know, being that he is a very spiritual person too because you get a lot of these spiritual people like, oh, it's not the same thing you're taking away from reality. It's not... You're, not, you're, you're no longer understanding and feeling the real And I'm an avid hiker. I like going out into nature, and I really do resonate with oh, nature and, yeah. and, and the physical aspects of things and trusting in that. But, you know, there, there's something to be said, with, like what he was saying, that the, the VR really is a, a future way of being able to get an ego death or to kind of understand the psychedelic properties without having to take psychedelics, where you can understand what it's like to not... To, to relieve yourself of the self, to like mm -hmm. let it go and to get rid of it. See, and I agree. I can, yeah, I can yes. see. I can see that. I, uh, I I guess I don't have enough experience with it to right. to say whether or not it is capable of doing that. I don't and have it, any experience. It I'm might not even be able to. You know, it might not be able to do that right, right. now at the moment. I don't not know, at the moment, but but the future. Moment. I mean, it's still so young. we're going to advance right. more in technology in the next ten years than we did from eighteen fifty nine to now. And yeah. if you watch shows like Black Mirror, and you can kind of just like look at like. The, the concepts that they come up with and you really think and you understand just how technology is advanced from the time we were in the junior high. Yeah, I had a insane. snake phone. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like that was like the Nokia, the little fucking snake phone. Oh, that yeah. was top, top notch. I stepped into my freshman man. year yeah. of, of high school with one of those fucking right. Nokia bricks. Like mm -hmm. that was hot shit, man. Exactly. Those bricks, man. They were like undes totally indestructible. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm so sad. On my way over here yeah. before I even came, I remember yeah. I'm like so excited. I'm like, all right, had a beautiful day. Gonna go do this podcast. I'm so stoked on it. Like, oh, I gotta take a shit. So he's in the bathroom, you know. I sit down, sit up. All right, let's go. Drop my phone right into the toilet. I'm like, ah, oh, oh, I had one of those. This Why you need the now. iPhone yeah. Seven, bro? Oh, Water no. waterproof. Waterproof. Shit yeah. proof. Is it shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the shit might infiltrate it and like fuck it up. It's just like little organisms that just yeah, go in there. Like, right? oh, we're gonna fuck I'm you gonna up. Tell you, it's a, those moments. It's an iPhone. Like, there was shit in it already. But anyways, yeah. we we we're, we're having great conversations. We're going way off topic. I want to get back to Meow Wolf. Meow Wolf Meow Wolf is a fucking so I've never been to Burning Man right so obviously I can't speak personally from the art installations they have there it's very well known all across the board how uh, how awesome those art installations that they have are all over right. Burning Man and you know I've been to Boogaloo so I've seen like the art cars and stuff that they've had there 
And I will say that even though those are really, really awesome, and I'm not going to compare because comparisons are, are stupid when it comes to that. I was just fucking blown away at the quality of production that went into this thing. Like it was like for an art collective that put this thing together. I believe it. Like it was, it was so like, it's like Disney, even better than Disney in a lot of ways in terms of like, obviously they're going to go further How conceptually. It? It's, it's, it's literally, if you can imagine this, it's an old bowling alley. They took an okay. old bowling alley and they turned it into this thing, but it's, it probably isn't that big. But it it's feels, just yeah. that the way that they put it out and they blueprinted this shit, like, because everybody nice. came up with a different idea for a room and they laid it out onto this map and they decided how they were going to put it together. And it's called the House of Eternal Return. And it, you understand why it is called the House of Eternal Return when you're there because you constantly find yourself in places that you've already been. <laughs> but you discover a new way to get there and you discover a new outlet out of there. So you're going around and around. Like you easily could spend a few hours there. So it's okay. like Ikea. Huh? So it's like Ikea. <laughs> I love Ikea, Basically. Yeah. Basically. I need a <laughs> Basically. It's like, oh, yeah. fuck, I'm back in offices again. God if Ikea had like crazy portals. And one of the things that I'm really big on right now is uh, one of the themes that I've like been trying to adapt into my art is the idea of portals and doors. I'm like, obviously, if you look at my Instagram from the past five days, it's like all doors. Like, dude, I doors was, on how many doors did you post? Like sixty. I posted a shit ton of doors. I remember just scrolling through, yeah. just door after door. Because New door. Mexico, and, like, they were good doors. doors. Don't get me wrong. They're beautiful. People doors. are like, what's up? People are like, what's up with the doors? Just saying. I'm like, oh, it's man. a new, it's inspiration for a new project that I've got. And plus, I kind of like the Best fact that when you look doors. at a gallery on Instagram as a whole. You kind of go down and it really does fit. Like, it goes well. New Mexico has some really dope doors. So were you just walking down the street taking photos of every single... I know. At first, at first... You were sort of like a door explorer? (laughs) Real fake doors. Real fake doors, everybody. No, at first, it was... They were just there. Like, I'm, like, walking down, going to galleries, and I'm checking them out, and there's a dope-ass door. It's got, like, a really unique look to it. So I take photos. I take photos. By the last few days... Because I, I was house-sitting and I borrowed a car from one of my employees. That The reason why I was out there is because they only have uh, one person working in this gallery uh, as, as a salesperson. And he had to go to Chicago. So I'm staying in his house. Beautiful home up in Santa Fe. And the all the neighborhoods, huh? How are the doors at the house? The house, the, the, house, the doors were all right. But yeah. the neighborhoods Basically, all yes, around... Where just like you cruise down a little bit, you see a dope ass door, and I'm like, I was literally like going, stopping, getting out, taking pictures of doors, and people are like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" Because I'm like, you know, like I mean, it's it's it's, it's different out you there. Realize, you look at your cases, yeah. right? Like if it was in LA, it would be a different story. But I'm out there in New Mexico, and I'm just like getting out and taking pictures of these doors. People don't give a fuck about the doors. No. I'm going and taking pictures of these doors and gates, and they're all sick, and I'm trying to like compose them in such a way. And I was even like putting for for a minute. For every single one, like a song lyric from like the Doors, <laughs> from a different song. Yeah. So that was, like, I. This just shows you how a little bit bored I was out there. There's no nightlife in Santa Fe. It's literally like I would go home, I would watch Community on my laptop, and like Harmon. I would cook some food. Hey. Harmon is the fucking man. Shout out, Dan Absolutely, Harmon. Dan Harmon. I watched Netflix is... today for the first time in like months now because mm-hmm. I just didn't yeah, have Netflix over there yeah. yeah and I just because I was so used to not watching it I never thought to turn to it and then like today I like went on my TV and I was like Netflix yeah 
I've been I've been doing the yeah. Hulu thing because I ran out of shit on Netflix, so I borrowed oh, my friend. Oh no, you're my, that far gone. Yeah, so I'm like I'm on the Hulu thing now, so I've been watching Community from, and I didn't like it at first when I watched it back before because yeah. I was like it's really sitcommy and stupid. Man. But when you watch it from the beginning and you see the character development, you're just like, yeah, this is so one really of the best shows of all time. All time. I, I agree. One of the best I shows of all time. Like I mean, Chang is so fucking funny. Abed, Abed is like by by far one of the greatest characters. Yeah, every all of them truly. Yeah, yeah. And Annie, Aside I just want to fucking. I think it's better than Annie so bad. Aside from season four, season four was fucking awful. At this point, I've kind of been lost in the seasons. I don't even know because I've just yeah, let I was it pretty piece through. by piece. Well, I mean, I, 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 I season four yeah. was, the, was the season where Dan got he got fired by NBC. He oh, left. yeah. Okay. And then they brought I don't, him back. And then they brought him back for season five. I'm barely starting six. on season four then, so I'm like. Okay, I've yeah. Seen... Season four is like it's like that's like a fucking awful sitcom. Like what the fuck? It's like. It's somebody do, somebody doing a bad impression of Community, and oh. then it gets better. It gets better in five. Well, then I'll probably just uh, well, I'll check it out to see what's Man, going on. Watch it, and then right. like it's funny because in season five, Dan Harmon writes in a bunch of shit that just shits all over season four. There you go, as he, <laughs> as he should and would. Yeah, yeah right. so it's such a, a meta genius. show that refers to itself as being a show. It's right. Great. Well, okay, so. Going back again. Going <laughs> back. We are just so ADD with this. With, like, but, but that's great because that's what I like. That's that's, that's like a Dan Harmon too. Like yeah. if you talk to him, that's like if you listen to a podcast with him. He was on Duncan Trussell's podcast, one of my favorite podcasts ever. The way like he's just such oh. an influence to me. I, but I literally, I was listening to Harmontown up until the moment you guys walked into the room. There we I, go. Like I hit stop and I hit record, yeah. and then that's where the show today is going to start here. Perfect. Just you know, your mind is just going I all over the place, podcast. and it's beautiful. It's brilliant. Meow Wolf is brilliant. It's so awesome, and like I got in for free because uh, the guy that I was been working with in gallery, the guy that was uh, the gallery assistant, he's actually an awesome fucking artist. He's a sculptor. He's super humble. Awesome, Dylan Palmer. Shout out to Dylan Palmer if he ever listens to this. But he uh, is a sculptor, painter, um, and he painted actually an award-winning room from that room. Like it's like a super influenced by like old school cartoons like Betty Boop and like shit like that so black oh. and white it's like this tea time I've seen room. the room yeah yeah exactly it's fucking been brilliant and there's but... like and the thing about that place that's really cool too is they get performers so well, they that's get it. that's how I heard, out, heard about Meow Wolf so I heard about Meow Wolf maybe a year ago I don't know if it was when they opened or what like I don't really follow it but um there was I thought it was a venue when it, it opened. It is a venue. It is a venue. It's a venue so it's where they have shows. They, they still have shows all the time. But I'm talking about even the regular thing. They get people to go perform. Like there was a chick outside on on a rocking chair playing a banjo. And there's another chick in that room that's all black uh-huh. and white. And like they have performers come in and just for just for the experience. But they do have shows all the time. In fact, they're probably having a show right now over there. And it's a sick ass like. I venue. need to go to a show there, man. Dude, that honestly, you need to go to Santa insane. Fe just to go to Santa Fe because honestly, the the area is like if you need an escape where you're looking for some like tranquility because it's so quiet, so peaceful, and the summertime is the time to go. I would say because the weather is perfect. Is they it? get a little I bit of like rain. New Mexico they, would be like super hot. In the no, 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 no. Yeah. They, that's what they say, but you know, it gets hot, but then it'll rain out of nowhere. They get the monsoons that'll okay. rain for like an hour, thirty minutes to an hour a day. And the, the, everything about the soil afterwards, like all the the, the it just it feels it's fresh so fresh. It, absolutely, yeah. no, I love that feeling. That since going rain. there as a yeah, I, as a kid, I would go there in Colorado, but but a lot of times because my dad's been with the company. This is my okay. show. I've said this so much since I've been working there the past week, talking to travelers coming through there. And most people that come through there are travelers because Santa Fe, like they have people live there, but Santa like it's Fe, travelers Mexico, that yeah. just, from Texas all yeah. over. But, you know, my dad's worked with this company that I work for now since I was, like, a little kid. It's, like, you know, a Looney Tunes gallery, like an animation gallery. Okay. And so I used to go back in the day with him, and he would drop me off at my cousin's place. It was like, 20 minutes up north, 
And I, as a kid coming from California, that was the fucking best place in the world to go because you can really let your imagination go wild. You know, over here, we don't have places to really go and escape unless your parents take you camping mm-hmm. and hiking and stuff like that, which my parents didn't. I did that later on in life. Right. Um, you know, I was always in sports. You really don't, un- you don't have a sense of like the outdoors. When you go up there, even just being on their one, uh, few acre properties, their lots, you as a kid, you go just a little bit this way and you got streams, like real legit, like mm-hmm. fucking flowing streams going and hills and mounds and dogs and animals and shit. And you're just well, like loving crazy. it. California yeah. is a state. I mean, for California is a state. Like for how much nature we actually have here, and I see a lot more in Northern California, it's, you don't see any when you grow up here. No. Like it's, you yeah, have for to, me, yeah. Like I was in Boy Scouts, so you know I started camping at a young age. But even the camping we did, I felt it felt like fake camping, you know. Like, like Weeblo's transition camp. Did you go to that shit? Like, like yeah, it was like Scott at a fucking Arama. park in Long Beach yeah, where everybody's like, it's like, like, it's like a city behind you. Like, what? Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> like, man. It was stupid. It was dumb, and that's why, it, dude. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. So I've been there. I love the place. It's a place to go, and the food is amazing. It's different styles of Mexican food. It's southwestern, so you have Tejano, Tex-Mex. Mexican food, which is down in Texas. Right. You got New Mexico style, and then Colorado is very similar, but depending where you are, like they just dice up the chilies different. Over here, people think Mexican food. They think, oh, carne asada fries, sour cream, guacamole, boom, that's it. Over there, there's a different quality carne of their meats, fries. their chicken and everything. Oh, it's great. I'm not hating on it, but I'm saying if you want something different, you want to try it. Like, right. go the red chili is a little bitter, but like the green chilies, like the, both you get both of them together and mix it together. And like we're, and it's it's funny because it's something that feels so close to home to me because I'm the California kid uh, out of like all of my family. Like you know my my like there's this uh, there's a part up there where the my my dad's mom like her last name was Martinez her maiden name and there's a shit ton of Martinez there like oh, that sure, I'm related right. oh, to like sure. in, the, in this specific area like there's a specific there's a church. Dude, my family's also Martinez, right? Now, how does that work? So are you guys related? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you That's crazy. My, we, whole, my whole other side of the family that's not a royal is Martinez. Then, and you know what's funny is they call Shit, the one that. area, there's the one area that like my, like a lot of my family lives in a concentrated area next to these hills. They call it the Arroyo. That's kind of a trip. Whoa. Yeah, they call it the, the Arroyo. But anyways, so we like, I, I went, I used to go there with my cousin as soon as we graduated and I didn't even need a map from California to there. I knew exactly where to go. As soon as driving I got from California, driving from California, wow. I knew where to go. Like, obviously we just know, okay, you get on the 40. I still 40. have a hard time getting to LA. 15, <laughs> no, 15 to the 40, 40, all the way out to Gallup, Albuquerque, I just drink 40s. left at Albuquerque, you go up and you're in fucking Santa Fe and from Santa Fe, because as growing up as kids, I knew where to go. And like 20, it's like, it's like driving from here to fucking Laguna basically to get to uh, where my family's from and right. there's this little church up there it's called the santuario and I, I i mean i'm not i'm not religious like like super like, like but there's something about this place that is just so beautiful and serene and there's something about it that's classic that never has changed that like i honestly you feel a spiritual connection when you go there absolutely like, and i i, I it, like it's it's just one of those places that I will always visit as soon as I'm there and I go there and, and I felt that's this whole week, that's why I'm saying like I feel mm-hmm. like I just it was meant to be that I went out there and let it all fucking go. Oh, I and, was so excited for you. Like when I saw that you were in Mail Wolf and I was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna be on this guy's podcast. And Mail Wolf, we get yeah. to talk about it. <laughs> I mean and Santa Fe, of course. I mean I've always kinda wanted to go out there. I haven't that's the part of America I haven't seen. 
that's the part that I grew up with that right. I resonate with that I love so much and I encourage anybody to go there even and, and, and Meow Wolf is one thing go there for just for that too but right. you will totally different. honestly like if honestly I'll say honestly like five more times honestly 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 truthfully if <laughs> yeah one more honestly 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 if you guys ever really do want to go there I will fucking make it happen. I will go. I will find a time, and we will. We'll. We will drive we out there. We'll do a trip, we'll and we'll go bus. out there. I have family up there. No, we'll not take the. So, bu- yeah, oh, we'll not, take the bus. Hey, yeah, we, yeah, no, we, we could. Yeah, bus. we can take the bus. I ain't getting on that goddamn bus. We can take Why the bus. It, it's flat. It's flat ground. Yeah, we can all the way through that desert road. Yeah, we can take the bus. I'm gonna stay vigilant. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna keep my hand on that fucking brake. But okay, so a couple more questions then. Aside from Meow Wolf. Um. So what is Psych Industries about? Is that still something that you're doing? Psych Industries. So unfortunately, it's not. Um, okay. It was a clothing line that I started. I'm in the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. It was something I kind of always wanted to do. I went to school for fashion. Dropped out. But mm-hmm. started working for another company. I started Psych Industries with one of my good friends at the time. Um, his father is really influential in the fashion industry. And it was just a project. You know, We did it for fun. It was a clothing line. And I really, really learned a lot from it. Enjoyed it. We ended up selling half the company, which killed the company, unfortunately. And oh. it was yeah, it was my passion project, and um, sold half of it with promises of all right, you'll buy half. We'll get all the production. We'll get some new sales reps in. We'll get all this, all this, and it kind of just never happened, and all died out. So I'm bittersweet about it. Like one, it's a learning experience. It anything. was a learning experience. Yeah. I learned so much, and it's so much fun. I mean, we got the bus. We were going to festivals. We were selling. Like it was just, it was so much fun when we were doing it. We got really, it was a lot of work, so much work. But it was like, it was friends working together to like make something happen. And I mean, that's how the festival scene is, at least right. like, the underground festival scene. And right. I mean, that's even this, you know, like we're just life. all getting. It's life, exactly. It's life, you and trials and tribulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a really fun project that I really learned a lot from. Um, Interesting. Unfortunately, it fell apart but really you got, dramatically. You got anything <laughs> else though, on that you know? same plane that you're thinking about On the same pursuing? plane? Well, like I said, I just, dude, I'm at the point right now where I was, so after Psych, I ended up working for this company. I was doing fashion design for 15 different clothing lines in one, so I was really overworking. There was a point where I went six months working 70 hours a week, just literally killing myself. Wow. Just, yeah, burnt myself out. Like, I was working... 7 a.m. till 10, 11 p.m., five, six days, sometimes seven days that's a week. A schedule, dude. It was hard, man. I was actually killing myself. And then that's when I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm gonna go travel. There you go. And I'm gonna be honest, and this will sound crazy, but I'm gonna buy a fucking pirate ship. Like, that's my next move. What? I've always seen you ship? as like a pirate, too. That's always, that's Expand funny. Expand on that. You've got the brain. No, no, you've, you've already got it halfway going on. That striped shirt. I mean, yeah, no, all the way, man. The hair I is mean, growing. It's kind out. of ironic. I got a couple I, dreadlocks in here. I just got to wrap some yarn. To the fucking pirate I was at the gym today, too, for the first time in God knows how long. And at my gym, they have, Choose Fitness, they have like a fucking movie theater where you can go do your cardio. And there's for that, the lazy people, I guess, that war want to watch the movie. 
movies and so shit. it's a movie cardio it's, it's oh, a movie cardio room what where you, gym do you work it, out at it's choose fitness so oh, like okay. they have like a it's a, a screen room where you can go and do cardio and they had pirates of the caribbean and i was like i'm interviewing hunter today i just like, i thought about that i swear to god yeah. this is like, one of those things i was like this is totally and, and it was the it was the one where keith richards was in it too obviously the okay. influence for yeah, it yeah, yeah. i don't know which one that oh, is because yeah, i lost yeah. i lost uh, track uh, of them three Five. three I think it was the third one. That's his dad. I right? think it was the third one. Where yeah, he's he's yeah, yeah, yeah it is the third yeah. one. Yep. Yeah. Comes in. So, so that was that was really funny because I don't know why. Uh, I'm also me... fairly certain Keith Richards didn't know he was in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did. He probably still doesn't know. Keith Richards, Richards is actually yeah, like sharp as fuck for his old dude, and his busted. Oh my god. He's sharp as fuck. Have you watched the documentary on him? Go watch that no, documentary. I, documentary. I tried to watch that um the Jimi Hendrix movie last night with uh, so, it's not good. Not it's good. fucking it. terrible. It's oh absolutely terrible. It's so I bad. Turn, I, he talks, man. He's you know, he's it. good, but the movie sucks. The movie is so The movie's so terrible. It's so oh, slow it's so and bad. And then the way that they portrayed Eric Clapton, it was like really unfair. It was really it was really kitschy. I love Jimi Hendrix. I love Jimi Hendrix so much. I think he did good with what he was given, but like it was really bad. Keep going. I'm going to go. Yeah. Oh my god, I was I begged my girlfriend to turn it off like halfway through. So oh, like, I can't see, I love this, but just because my obsession with Jimi Hendrix is I'm that far gone, you know. Yeah, like it's yeah. a mental handicap. There was a few times where like the music like perked me up. I'm like just like, okay, cool. Like we're doing the music now, like it's fucking dope, and then like, you know, it goes silent and you just pick up the name. Mm-hmm. It's like, god damn it, like the one thing that I liked. Well, you the funny thing off, is, son of a bitch. What what drove me crazy about that movie, and I actually it was the only thing I didn't like, and this was I was younger, I guess at the time. Maybe not though. I didn't watch it that long ago. It's but only it was, a few years old. Yeah, it's only a few years old. Yeah. right? it's got to be like three years old, four uh, years old. I want to say four years old. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I maybe saw it like three years ago, we'll say. And the way Jimi Hendrix talked, which is actually how he speaks in real life. Like I've seen interviews of him now. I I, I was, assumed. Yeah. I, you know, I I didn't know really how he talked, but I, yeah. I figured like it was such a specific. Speech pattern that he put on, like it oh, had it was, to be like the way it had to be, yeah, 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 yeah. But it drove Very me crazy. Accurate. Yeah, like yeah. that just the, uh, I can't even do it. You know, like the. Uh, I this was last night. I can't even do it. God, let me see. no, that, that's yeah. just that's just funny. We brought up Keith Richards, and like the whole thing revolves around Keith Richards' girlfriend uh-huh. and uh, fucking uh, Jimi Hendrix. But anyways, yeah. anyway, so pirate ship, so. Cambodia. Cambodia is an interesting place, man. It's a lot like Mexico in a lot of ways. Mm. Um, super third world. They just had a genocide 30 years ago. Like a really oh, big Jesus, genocide. Yeah. Where they, it's weird because you're walking around that country and you like don't see any old people because they killed them all off. And like that, Damn. I say that like it's funny, but it's not at all. Shit. It's really sad. But um, yeah. it's weird because everybody kind of jokes about it. Like even like the locals. 30 years ago. So that wasn't like the Khmer Rouge or anything. That's the only, it, was, that's, it was the Khmer Rouge. Oh, that was the Khmer Rouge. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So it's kind of like how that. I feel when I... That would have been... That, that was the 80s? I thought it was like the 60s. No. No, it was the 80s. It was 30 years ago. Jesus Christ. It's kind of like how I feel when I read Kurt Vonnegut books about like stuff like that where he goes to these islands and he talks about like how desolate or like how like fucked up the situation is and then mm-hmm. like... You're, but, and he man. makes it in such a like way where you're like, oh, it's amusing, but it's like, no, this is some real shit. Like this is yeah. any of his books, really, like yeah, Slaughterhouse yeah. or any of that shit. Slaughter you're just like, what the yeah, fuck? I, like, right I wasn't really familiar yeah, with yeah, the yeah. Bollywood. Oh, I was. After I've been reading, rereading like, Cat's Cradle this? on my okay. my way back. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, the Manhattan, on, yeah. On the on the on the plane and shit. I love Vonnegut. He's like one of my favorite authors. Cat's Cradle was the first audiobook. It's funny. I'd never really heard of him at all. And right before I left, I remember being at this. Party, which I don't even know how I ended up there because I don't even think I knew anybody at the party, and um, it was in Long Beach, and it wasn't even really a party. It was like an apartment with like four people in it. <laughs> and, and, um, yeah. Long story. That's, that's half the Long Beach parties I've ever been to. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, 
I just remember like blacking out, like drinking so <laughs> you much. Remember also, black- I remember <laughs> blacking. I remember blacking out. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what you mean too, but it seems so like what the yeah. fuck? Like you remember blacking out? And I woke <laughs> up. Did you get into a wet t-shirt contest? No, no okay. I didn't that, get that no wet t-shirt contest. No t-shirt, yeah. contest. no okay. t-shirt contest. Get it right, fucker. Oh, it was a no <laughs> t-shirt contest. Oh, my bad. Yeah. But um, yeah, I woke up with a piece of paper that just said Kurt Vonnegut in my wallet. I was like, I've heard of this. I know this name. Like, what's it from? And I like googled it. So it's it author. And I was like, oh, all right. So I start writing, um, or I start fucking Amazon priming all these books, and that was kind of what I was reading along the way, like when I was traveling. And um, Slaughterhouse Five came after I left, mm-hmm. and I just got home, so I've been reading it. But um, it's one of my favorite books. Is it? Yeah, absolutely. It's by far one of my favorite. I love his book. sardonic, like just like subtle, like just it's it's sarcastic and it's sardonic at the same time, and yeah. just. Hopeful as well. He's very. He's a very optimistic person. That's also skeptical of a lot of things. He's. I, I feel in a I lot of that, ways yeah. he has a very, a, a very or had, a very same sense of like uh, indifference that I do. Like a very you know he was just a lot smarter in the way that he would go about it. He was more. He was a, a true. He had a true knack for just like literature and just writing and oh, absolutely and and, yeah. and understanding the, the way you know just figures of speech too, like the yeah. way he would say things. I mean, that was one of those fascinating books I've ever read because it, like you know it goes into like there's four different like stories going on. Oh yeah, in that book, all of know? his books are like that. It just that. keeps going and deeper and deeper. He cr- and he's a creator yeah. too. He creates yeah. concepts and ideas that are very like world, like Charles Famador you know? is like one of the things I want to get a tattoo still of the mm-hmm. fucking hand with the eye, like, and, and even like uh, in cat's cradle like the book of bacchanon you know like yeah. and, and it's like yeah. it, it it just blows you away you because you're like wait how much of this is real shit and it's, how much of it's like fiction yeah, yeah, because it's, hard, it's so man. it ties into it uh-huh. so well and he plays it off so well i i fucking love vonnegut he's it's good it's good like i read um one flew over the cuckoo's nest for the first time while i was in cambodia as well it's a great mm-hmm. book too yeah that is a Keys fucking mm-hmm. i've only seen Movie. That book drove me crazy, man. I literally thought I was gonna lose it reading that book. Really? It was the first time where I like actually felt myself going insane. Mm. Yeah. Like, and it was within the first. He wrote it on acid. When did he? he was is that what yeah. it was? Oh, he of wrote course. it. I didn't know that. Of course. So, he did. so Ken Kesey, and this is this is a little history lesson on that because I'm, I'm I mean Ken Kesey, I, I love he he and and you can, can relate to him because of the magic oh, bus course, thing, the, bus. the whole the bus. Yeah, yeah. So what happened that the, before he went on the bus and he did all that stuff. He was a he was an intellectual over at Stanford and and he was like right. you know just he was a he was a decent writer and he uh, he ended up taking a job at a at a psych ward at a like a mental hospital. Right, I read about this in and, like the intro to the book. And so he also took a job and experimenting with acid. Like they would give him acid and he would tell them like you know what he mm-hmm. was experiencing and all that stuff. And he really kind of like on his own understood that it was something more. And he was really like going into it and starting to try it more and more on his own mm-hmm. but while he he would take acid while he was working as a guard at the psych ward and on his downtime he was writing one flew over the cuckoo's nest that's fucking because what? of what he experienced yeah 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 yeah, 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 uh, yeah. i believe yeah, it man yeah. i was reading that yeah. book and like within the first like 40 pages i was so lost and like now that i think about it i remember reading it when i first picked up the book I was coming down off acid. Uh-huh. I'd gone to like this jungle party and dust up and actually left early because I was like, ah, fuck this. Like, I'm over it. You know? I got a book to read. Yeah. yeah. And I like come back and there was like a little book exchange and I remember seeing it and I was like, ah, oh, I've been wanting to read this book. And I picked it up and I like read the first couple of pages or first like 40 pages uh-huh. and um, ended up falling asleep in this hammock. 
and then woke up like with the book on me and was like, oh, I'm a, I need to reread that. Like that was not what that right. was. Right. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. You, and then you, I read it and I was like, and you don't oh, that attention. was what it said. Mm-hmm. And I was still lost. Mm. Like it was just, it was such a complicated, just because he, I guess because he was on acid. Well, he hated the movie. I haven't seen the movie. He ha- oh, the movie's great. The yeah. movie is a great movie. I've only seen the movie. The yeah, movie's right. a great. Yeah. The movie's a great, a great, great movie. But he hated it. He hated it. You know, so like I, I guess he loved the production of the the play. So that's one of the things that they did when they went uh, on the magic bus. Pardon me. He went on the magic bus and they drove across to New York to go see the World Fair, right? Which was like. I don't even know what that is technically, but I guess it was like this big old fair. Well, they like, still have the world fair. Innovative, innovative shit. It's not in America because you know we don't let that shit happen anymore. Right. So, <laughs> so they they went over there to do that, but he also went. They went to go see the play uh, with. Uh, it was actually Kirk Douglas, who uh, played um, the uh, the character that. Um, really? What's his name? That uh, yeah, um, Kirk Douglas played the character that uh, Jack Nicholson played. What's his name? And uh, fuck. I forget the name, but the thing is, the story <laughs> is actually told from the Native Americans' standpoint, the big deaf, dumb, uh, supposedly deaf, dumb Native American right. standpoint, uh, and it's not like that in the whole movie. And so he hated that aspect of it. He thought that it totally took away from uh, what he was trying t- to put out there. You know, it was, it was, it was. He said that they were trying to make it into a melodrama, uh, melodrama instead of an actual story that he was trying to portray. Interesting. I need to see that movie. Yeah, I it's really, a great movie though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is yeah, a classic. It's absolutely great. Right. Like, it, it's a great movie in itself. And you will see, but in their prior to their their fame, like Danny DeVito, Christopher Lloyd, mm. all of these big fucking actors that were legendary. There. Yeah, Danny DeVito's yeah. in there. He's like a fucking little guy. Yeah, like yeah. all of these really really great actors are in this movie, and it's it's a yeah it's a it's certainly a classic you should watch. So aside from that. <laughs> Where do we leave off? I remember like telling an important story and then pausing and talking about one flew over the cuckoo's nest. That's this no, we were talking. Show. We were talking about <laughs> yeah. We were talking prior to that about uh shit. What what the fuck was that? I don't know. I just haven't taken notes. So we were talking about psych industries, you know, and we're talking about and and you know where you're going. Anything analogous to psych industries coming out, you know. Like, what's your next thing? You know, I, I, we know what's, you oh, just okay. got back. So what's my know? next thing? Dude, I honestly don't even know. So my Oh, the pirate ship. Mm-hmm. The so pirate my ship. next thing is me That's buying a pirate ship. Like, that is my new goal. That's <laughs> what I've realized. And, like, yeah, it's funny. I told my parents, and they just laughed, and I was just like, yes. Like, I understand you're laughing, but I'm serious. Okay, <laughs> so, no, um, hey, I, I just laughed, too, because I fucking love it. Okay, what the fuck are you going to do with the pirate ship? Well, okay, so check this out. And, like, I want to be hush-hush because I'm on the podcast. You know, I know you guys got a lot of viewers. But um, I have this idea, man. So all through Southeast Asia, man, there's so many islands. Like, huge tourist islands. You got Thailand. You got Cambodia. You got Uh Vietnam. Like, those three countries alone have a huge, huge tourist economy. Uh No pirate ships. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not true because there's yeah, no so way they got the Cambodian. Pi- they got the little pirate boats. They got the modern day pirate ships, yeah, which they're, they're, they're not as they're not as appealing. They're not appealing in any way. But they're like the there. kind from that one movie with Tom Hanks. What was that? Oh, yeah, what was that? The yeah, Captain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Captain Phillips or Phillips. something like that. Why is why do they keep letting Tom Hanks Captain things? Like it never fucking goes right. It never goes right. I never oh my right. god, no, Captain Sully and then Captain... Anyways, oh, yeah. so I get stuck on this island in Cambodia. So Cambodia is different, you know? They just, they don't have ATMs there. Uh-huh. It's not a thing. And there there is ATMs on the mainland, but they're like so shoddy that I went to an ATM and got out like fake $100 bills. 
that just obviously said copy on them, and I was like, great, I'm out 300 bucks, that's cool. Oh. But, um... Like, what do you do in a situation like I that? called my bank and sent them photos, and, like, we're still kind of, like, fighting it right now, but I hopefully we'll get the money back, we'll see. Right. But, um, on the islands, there's no ATMs, there's nothing, so that you need to, like, find money and go out there with the money and then hope it lasts you as long. Right. I went to Cambodia expecting to spend, like, maybe a week there. Ended up there for... 45 days uh-huh. <laughs> Shit. so like almost a, a month and a half you know and um, I went out to this island and I was by the time I left I was out of money by like a week like I was just there was one week where I just had no money and I was just living and working and eating and um, like there was one time where I was eating snails because I was so hungry wow Jesus, like man. went out fishing for snails got a whole bucket of snails ended up cooking them and they were actually amazing to be fair I actually could... snails are actually yeah. pretty fucking good it sounds like if you yeah. cook them that it would be pretty delicious they were Dude, actually, really yeah, no, good I've had yeah. escargot like in Paris incredible one of the best ever had nice yeah, it was like so escargot good. kind of like it would, yeah. actually it tasted like steak it uh-huh. was like steak. Yeah, no, actually, like it's, a, it's, oh, you said it's steak. Yeah. I thought you said snake, where like people like rattlesnake. Well, taste. I just had rattlesnake for the first time. What three or four days ago? It's bomb. Oh, it's, I, oh, is it? Because I didn't like it. It smells really bad it, when you're like oh, shedding the horrible, skin and yeah. you're cooking it, but it tastes pretty fucking good. And at least the ones that I had back over, but even I, bear. Like, and I hate to say that because I go by the little black bear and uh-huh. not to offend no, any no, fucking no, animal no, rights you're, activists. You're a but my family, That's okay. my family back in, in you know New Mexico and Colorado, they're big time hunters. Mm-hmm. Wyoming as well. Mm-hmm. And you know they they've hunted black bear and they've cooked it and it, it tastes bears like good. Pork. It tastes yeah, like I've, I've, heard, I've heard that before. It tastes have, like wait, pork. have have y'all ever had kangaroo? No. Kangaroo is fucking delicious. I've had if you ever get the jerky. chance, kangaroo jerky. Yeah, I had that. Yeah, it was good. I'm yeah. fucking down. I'm afraid yeah. of kangaroos because they'll fucking sock you in the face, bro. It's true. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get it myself. I didn't fucking box it to death and then eat it. Like I went to Dude, a, a fucking restaurant in Atlanta. But anyway. So 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 anyway, you 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 so, are a hard, having a hard time. You're eating. Having a hard time. I'm eating snails. Yeah. You know, I'm literally fishing for my food and like I'm out of money. Right. And I can't figure out how to get back to the mainland. Uh huh. Because I I'm out of I, I just. I need to get a boat mm-hmm. 40 miles or 40 kilometers is what it was actually. Right. And I just don't have any money or no access to money. No uh-huh. way. I'm just like no, trying no, to figure no, this out. Uh... Finally, like I had some friends and they're like, we'll just give you the five bucks if you can demo us later. And I was like, all right, perfect. So I get the five dollars <laughs> and um, I get across. Right. How, but I take this fishing boat. Yeah. Right. All the way over <laughs> in Cambodia. And um, I take this, what was it? It was a, it was a fishing boat. I think, I don't know. It was some kind of boat. And it drops me off in like this boat building yard. And I'm like walking around like 10 miles from the nearest town, like lost as fuck, but there's this boat building yard and they're building these beautiful wooden boats, like these big, um, I don't know if they're fishing boats. They, well, they had fishing boats, they had fishing boats. And then you could tell they were like double decker, almost um, like scuba boats, but more like tourists, like we'll take you out snorkeling, like tourist boats, you okay. know? And um, I kind of got to thinking, and I was like, well, I wonder how much it costs to build a boat out here. So I walk into the office and I start talking to the guys. They actually had like a representative who spoke English. And um, I start talking to him and I'm like, well, how much does it cost to build one of these boats? Like just purely shooting game, you know. I also had him call me a taxi to get me back to town because I had no idea how I was going to get back to town. And um, we're having this conversation. He's like, yeah, well, these ones right here cost about $35,000, $40,000. I'm like, wait a second. 
dollars. That's I mean it is a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, but it's like a be- it's a Mercedes Benz no, or something. Yeah, it's a car. Yeah, exactly. It's, a it's a, not even car. a down payment Honestly, on a house. I thought, I, thought a, I thought a pirate ship would cost a lot. Well, it wasn't a pirate ship. So I like I'm like okay. I come yeah. back the next day with photos of pirate ships, uh-huh. and um, I'm like, all right, how much to build like one of these? And I tell him how big I want it, like 130 feet. I want it to be able to hold like two decks, 100 people. You know, I want to have like this room here, this room here, and like he looks at me, just laughs, <laughs> and um, I'm like, no, I'm like dead serious, like how much? And he's like, it'll be anywhere from like 70 to 90 thousand dollars. Okay. And which I'm is like, still which way is less than a house. Way <laughs> less than a house. Okay. And um, I'm over here thinking, oh my god, perfect. You know, I've just found my dream job. You know, I can quit everything, be a fucking pirate. I can do boat tours. All right. So, I'm like, fucking I'm telling, so into it. Right. Like how, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So tell me, you're on vacation with your family. I can quit everything and be a pirate. Oh, right. Man. You're on vacation That's with your family. Title. You need to make the Mortal Kombat ship though. What do you mean? Did you ever see the movie Mortal Kombat? No, is there a movie from Mortal Kombat? Oh, there's a fucking movie. What? I've never Kombat. seen the movie Mortal Kombat. No. Like, oh my goodness. You've got so much to do. You've got to go back Mortal and watch yeah, uh, The double yeah, feature, Mortal one Kombat. Blood of the Cuckoo's Nest, and Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you got to go check out Mortal Kombat. Like, I, I, the reason why that resonates with me is because my aunt used to date one of the extras at the end of Mortal Kombat. But anyways, oh, it's, it's, yeah, that's it's, a sad thing to brag about. Yeah. yeah, no, but it was cool seeing him growing up. It's like, I know him, it's Sydney. And it's funny because he was also, oh, you know who he was? He was, he used to be like super buff and like, like Samoan, like, like badass, like Jason Momoa status type shit. And then later on, guess who he was? Remember the movie, You, Me and Dupree? He was oh, the yeah, security yeah. guard at the end that chased him okay so you don't remember that then yeah you know, I don't remember it, 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 so he was that security guard that ends up being like on the side that carries the boombox at the very end of the movie mm-hmm. that was the guy anyways sorry watch Mortal Kombat and sorry, you're, doing, you're doing you're doing a pirate boat alright so I want to buy a pirate ship okay um and I want to do pirate boat tours you know so go through have like I like it one pirate booze cruise, okay. So do the pirate booze cruise at night. You know, thirty dollars, all you can drink booze. Isn't that kind of assumed with every pirate cruise? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Saturday <laughs> night we'll do the pirate yeah. party. Strictly you know, rum. We'll fucking yeah. disco light up the sails. Just all night rave Saturday. Yeah, exactly. Rum. Yeah. But I mean, I love what you're saying, man. Yeah. Because that's what I wanted. I want to do something on land. I want to have uh, the world's largest treehouse exhibit, like an Ewok village, basically. Yeah, I stayed in the coolest treehouse when I was yeah. in Koram. But it's the same shit. Is yeah. you're doing stuff that tourists, you, you can essentially, you're gonna make money doing this thing for tourists and it's something you love doing exactly and it's and your I profession it's your business and you don't have to answer nobody nobody you're your own fucking boss no taxes yeah, exactly. no regulations no insurance yeah. like it's it's Asia it's the wild wild west you know oh, Jesus but what about real pirates fucking with you that's the thing and I, <laughs> so there's, that's there's, the kind of there's two serious problems <laughs> like one there is real pirates <laughs> two <laughs> I'm afraid of <laughs> me taking business from local people and then sure. actually having like a rebellion. And that's good it. because you're uh-huh. you know you're mindful of that sort of thing, which yes. a lot of people aren't. You know, uh-huh. so a lot of like the two big issues. Where I'm it's like, like gentrification on the fucking. Of, you, you it's know, gentrification. You get, <laughs> you get you get fucking trust fund kids to get on a pirate ship and then take them there to where they spend money, you know, and then yeah. they appreciate or something like that. Well, I mean, trust fund kids. But as long as you as long as you give back to the community, though. exactly. As long as you give back to the community, you know, like yeah. give back to the locals. 
and 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 also you know, invest in cannons and other. Well, okay, <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. Weapons. I just want my own cannon. Right. Like, yeah. Just shoot off whenever I want. I think it's but a beautiful. I think it's a beautiful and awesome goal and dream to have, and I, I really am looking forward to really like seeing how it plays out for you. And I guess the one more question that I have for you is. On your whole trip, obviously, this is something that you've come down to that you want to do. Right. What else aside from that, spiritually, re- when you reflect on everything, what is something that you like? If you had to sum up your whole experience that's kind of shaped your life to where you are now, in the matter of like a paragraph, what would it be? Or like, I mean, just like if you had to just kind of explain what it is that you want to do with the rest of your life aside from that like just in a very broad sense um uh it's such like a deep question like, like i know that all that I, I, stuff I, we just talked yeah, about get bring it real heavy real quick yeah. no no, no. Um, i mean I'm not, I'm not trying to like make like you can go longer than a couple paragraphs <laughs> i'm not trying to like yeah, make I you mean, write a fucking paragraph right now yeah. i'm and just saying because we're, we're coming down on the time right now and oh, so i want you to yeah, like yeah. you know uh one thing is i mean and i feel like it's american specifically and i brought i touched on this earlier it's just we don't travel and everybody and we have excuses because like it's it. like oh it's so hard I have this going on I have this going on yes. mm-hmm. like, I have this job or I'm, I have to be to school and so and so you literally only have one life mm-hmm. and like you can't be afraid of death it's coming yes. but go travel see the world it's fucking huge I feel and like I'm like, in a Baptist church right now just been like amen someone who 21 years old and I, I thought I had my life on rap you know yeah. I was Fucking doing what I, I already went to school. I dropped out of school. I was a design. Made, I, I was designing for eight different clothing lines. You know, yeah. I like was working my ass off, killing it. And I don't want to do any of that anymore. Like I thought I had it set, you know. And it's just the reality is, like, traveling changed my life because yes. it's, now I want to be a fucking pirate. Amen. And I'm not, and I'm not saying Amen, that everybody so wants to be a pirate, cool. but it's just go travel because seriously, you won't have that chance forever. Like things are will actually get in the way later, right? And because you'll get trapped, you'll put you'll yourself into exactly. the trap. We put ourselves into the trap without realizing. And I've been having this conversation with a good friend of mine, who thought you know, like, because and, and I've dabbled, I've I've been conflicted with this myself in the past year or so because you know you get into the mindset, well, I have the opportunity for this job with the benefits and this and that right. and the same thing, and I've already traveled a little bit and I realize mm-hmm. what you realize. This this type of realization is not something that you just realize once and then get over it completely. Oh, it's right. just like anything else in life where you're going to have to continually. They do. They totally yeah. do. But it also is one of those things where you come to a crossroads and you're like, okay, well, do I want to do that? And go down this path of something where, like, oh, I don't necessarily want to do that for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Or, like you're saying, you have one life. And you want to go down this way because even if it doesn't pan out the way that you want it to be within your one life, you know, it doesn't matter about how many years you live in your life. It's what you put into those years. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that. that's exactly, uh, this is a sentiment that I fucking love and I understand. And I love hearing other people's accounts of it and even just following you on Instagram and uh, you know Facebook, I've seen it, and that's one of the reasons why I asked you to come on the show is because I know that you you're gone out and you've done this, and I love hearing people's personal testimonies mm-hmm. of these sort of things, and and I really think that other people need to experience and understand that as well. Um, well, it's just one of those things. I mean, wherever you're at, like even if you feel like you have your life on wrap and you know what you want to do, mm-hmm. stop and think about it, and think, are you gonna have that chance to travel five, mm-hmm. ten years from now? Right. 
And like, you might know what you want to do right now and you might feel comfortable and you might think, hey, this is what I meant to do. Like whether you, whether your parents influenced you or whether you influenced you or whether your school influenced you and you might be so happy. But like seriously, go travel by yourself and spend like six months by yourself and you'll really figure it out. Like you'll realize, and I'm not saying like what you're doing now is wrong at all. Right. But you might change your fucking change mind. Change your fucking mind. <laughs> and and like, oh, better do hey, it now than later. Amen, hey, man, dude. I fucking love what you're saying so yeah. much. And dude, honestly, I'm so happy that we got you on the show. Oh, I'm, I'm so, so stoked that you show. came yeah, in here. I'm cool. glad that we went off a billion different ways and talked about a billion different things. <laughs> I think we got nothing done. But no, no, we got everything, <laughs> everything done. done at the no, same we time. got everything done. And I, I seriously... I, I'm excited because I am gonna Come like ping pong you know, shows the thing about pirates. the That's thing a about successful podcast. True. Yeah. Oh yeah, we talked about ping well. The thing shows. about podcasts is that like ago. this thing is like we can do whatever the fuck we want. This is the last frontier for free, unadulterated, uncensored, fucking expression and storytelling. Uh, and where this is where I everybody that I have on that I really truly find interesting that we we talk to, I want to bring you guys back on and like keep having these conversations in the future, and we're right. gonna do that. And I really want to see where it goes. And, and you know what? Based on this right now, you have your dream right now. And I know this from my personal experiences because you get so sure of something that you want. And it's something beautiful and great. But you don't know where your life is going to go. You might want a pirate ship now, but that might just be the stepping stone to the very next exactly. thing in your life. Absolutely. And you understand that. And that's the beauty of it all because you know that you're just going to leave it open and, and put yourself out there to allow opportunities to, to shape your life and, and you know seize them, seize these opportunities. Thank you so much for coming on today. I think this was like a fucking one of my favorite podcast episodes to record. <laughs> it was so naturally flowing. I don't. I mean, personally, I don't even really know you that well, but I feel like based on how long we've known each other and the, all the interactions that we've had, it's such a fucking deep connection and casually it's real. On casually, the real. It's fucking real, and I, I'm so stoked on this. I really hope that everybody else is going to take something away from this, and I know they will. Uh, Thanks for How could you not? Hachimura is a fucking pirate. I cannot wait to have <laughs> yeah. him back on yeah. get the GoFundMe. Everybody, wow. look forward so to the much. next episode <laughs> with this fucking pirate over here. All right? <laughs> I'll be back. All right. So, uh, so as much. we're closing up, is there anything that you want to promote? Anything that you want to drive attention to? You know, we've got an audience. You know, do it um, to your Instagram or to whatever else to uh, you know. Maybe a, a potential uh, GoFundMe for potential uh, GoFundMe to, to, I, to do a pirate. I ship. need to find an extra like forty grand to build this pirate ship. So I will be doing a GoFundMe soon. Well, we'll um, help you I out with that the when the time comes right. Yeah, when the yeah. time comes, we'll figure it out, yeah. definitely. Anything then, else, though? You know, Instagram, something like that? Instagram, at Lil underscore Sleazy. If you want to see what I'm doing, I'm literally doing nothing but drawing and painting right now. and trying All to right, little, under, little, little L-I-L underscore. L-I-L underscore S-L-E-A-Z-Y. All right, I like it, I like it, yeah, man. You know? And how are we going to find you, Dave? Well, you can find me as always. Uh, I think the most interesting thing is my Instagram, and it's uh, hoodretstuff with three Fs, and that's pretty much all that's worth looking at. And, you know, as always, I'm reminding you guys to follow us on the uh, on all of our social media at this podcast. That is at Let It Bleed Class. On, uh, Let It Bleed <laughs> Cast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. We drank too much tonight. I'm, lo- I'm the one that's losing it so far. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you can find all that. You can find the dramatic reenactment of the ping pong show as done by our own Hunter Morley here. You can find that on Instagram and on Facebook. Make sure you get us both there. And, of course, you can always find me at NobodyCaresPhil on Instagram and at PhilNobodyCares on Twitter. And everybody, find your passions, and guess what? Just let it bleed. That's let what it bleed. I'm talking about. All right. That's Out. that. Well done, kids. Well done. Oh, my goodness gracious. 